podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello everyone, welcome to a landmark FPL black box. Mark, it's 100 episodes, it's 30,000 subscribers, we're in the I suits. Saw, I saw fireworks, yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. You haven't got a tie on though and I've got a, I've got a bow tie on, what's going on? You haven't made an effort as, it's absolutely disgrace. Oh, no. I turn up for the first time in six weeks and you haven't got a tie on, what's going on? I, we were, like I said before we came on, I saw your tweet earlier, it was like, I haven't got time to dress up today, I'm just gonna, I'm struggling to even make it and I was like, what? he'll put his tux on. What do you I mean? I'm not, I'm not dressed up. I'm 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 <laughs> always dressed as the man in the milk tray advert uh, permanently, and so this is dressing down actually. No, no. <laughs> no well, I, you just, so I tell you what, I bought a I bought a tux for the Baftas um, because I left it too late to rem- not like me, is it, to believe things at the last minute? So I had to go to the Baftas. <laughs> just you know, they had to have me there, and um, not I, for black uh, box. I should no, I should no we're not, not there yet. yet. <laughs> not yet um and i had to rent a tuxedo and then they, they said oh well, when's your event i said oh it's thursday they went, oh no you need two weeks notice i'm like what do you mean there's some over there so he said you're gonna have to buy one 350 quid this cost me so i said to myself i'll tell you what this could double up as a as something i wear on the on the hundredth show imagine, imagine that's why i'm wearing it. it imagine if you hadn't worn it and you had oh. 350 quid tux sat in your closet tonight exactly and i went to the baftas and we won sod all so yeah <laughs> i had to wear it tonight didn't i, I had to get some money's worth out of it so. on our award-winning podcast you can wear your your tux yeah. yeah yeah it's been a good ride isn't it up to 100 yeah it's many a memory what's, and what's uh, your favorite what's your, what's your best, best oh memory? god <laughs> <laughs> no oh so many i mean the the, the match of the days obviously mm. uh incredible first ones as well when i look back to the first ones and i was doing it in my front room with crappy mics and... <laughs> yeah yeah do you remember um, the first one we did and you were and afterwards you were like as i'm buying your mic <laughs> i can't stand yeah, your sound. <laughs> yeah. and, and and now like you know we take we take some pride in in the tech we use and that. it's not perfect but it's it's better than it was then uh favorite episode i mean yeah i mean the live stuff's great isn't it when when trent alexander scored oh. that and I, I went out. I, I went out of the room. That was <laughs> that was amazing. And someone's. I got sent a mug to commemorate that. I've still got that indoors. My my partner hasn't yet thrown that onto the floor to smash it like all my other football mugs. Um, <laughs> that one is. Um, that one's still in one piece. Unlike my FBL royalty one that FBL merch sorted me out with, yep. which smashed. Um, dishwasher accident apparently so to speak yeah, uh, yeah just like all the rest of them yeah. var needs to be called there to see if that was caught on camera um but yeah it was um it was that, that the live episodes are great obviously i mean it, it's hard to pick out on regular episode that i enjoyed really um, i think it says a lot about us that my favorite moment is you and ferran torres and your favorite moment is me and trent <laughs> seeing each other in agony misery, like, misery uh... <laughs> breeds misery well misery breeds happiness in our case <laughs> yeah i i just think like um it's been great um and it hasn't seemed like a hundred episodes has it it's, it's not seemed like a, a a kind of toil to get to this many nice. someone said to me are you going to do 100 episodes of the podcast you'll be like that sounds like hard work yeah. it hasn't been though has it it's been it's been really good i've really enjoyed it um it is hard work at the moment because i can't get any time off 
but but yeah more on that later on i'm sure but, but we're yeah. lucky you know we're, we've been lucky with the guests that have stepped in you know luke taking the reins mm. for a bit last season um, yeah. obviously had andy on last week andy north yeah but you got prize and you know at, at slippers you mean you can't can't win them all but you know <laughs> it was you know 10th choice obviously yeah uh, <laughs> scraping the barrel <laughs> yeah no, they've all been great i've been really grateful and obviously when i had the illness as well um people who filled in during that time um it's all about me missing episodes isn't it which is a shame but mm. it's just yeah uh, at, at my stage in life my health and my <laughs> it's not i'm not what i used to be i'm fading basically so so i have to have stand-ins every now and then to so i can recover but <laughs> yeah so i'm very grateful for people who step in and, and keep things going and, and you of course has for, for oh, thank you, thank you. Um, yeah yeah new the new host of, of black box because i've taken the hosting reins yes these days yeah or anything could happen in the next hour and a half and i am i am i am most likely going to get through this bottle of prosecco uh on this stream uh wow. so Football. cheers cheers to everyone thanks a, all for cheers. watching oh you have got a glass i was just, <laughs> just gonna neck it from the savage yeah <laughs> very tempting very tempting uh we have got a lot to discuss because i mean we we haven't done one of these together for a while you've been mm. soaring up the ranks i mean up to 509 uh, K now I'm a 213 so we're both on course to have potentially quite respectable <laughs> finishes maybe um top 100k for both of us is on isn't it maybe maybe yeah I mean I think that I've got a aim for that haven't I um strange isn't it because I guess in a way it gives me yeah, it's it's not been a great season and at the end of the season I won't look back at it as mm. one of my best by any means but actually it makes you think you know, I was like four million in game week nineteen or yeah. something. So, like, to go from four million in game week nineteen to like possibly in reach of a hundred k finish would is it would be good. It would be great, and it, it makes you realise. I think no matter where you are at any one time in FBL, there's always hope. There's always hope you can kind of make up ground, especially this season when it looked. I've got to say, the st first half of the season it didn't look like making up ground of that kind of level would be mm. possible because. Harlem was dominating the captain and the template was looking strong. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of talk about, well, content creators like setting trends that more and more people are following and therefore it's harder to kind of break out of the of that template and whatever the community bubble is. It's true. It's all true. But, you know, I've managed to make up ground, not by... And I, I think I don't think I've taken crazy... If anything, I took crazy risks in the first half of the season, if mm. you could find it as that. don't think I've taken too many in the second half and yet I have made up ground. Obviously it's chip territory once you get into chip territory you you expect to like make up rank don't you because you know that this is the advantage that the kind of it's a good i mean it's a good week for this week wasn't it for, for bench boosters um you know yeah average what 20 points on, on people's benches probably something like that you know even players yeah. like odegaard getting the assist ben white scoring a goal you know lots of kane returning lots of the single game we players came in it's only really Saka and Madison that, that kind of let people down and Bruno and, 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 and Bruno oh, and Sean yeah. as well. okay, there, was, yeah. there was a couple that were there. what were my two transfers <laughs> yeah, yeah I, mean, that's quite I mean between us we bought in Madison Bruno and Shaw who all did nothing uh, in mm. the double game week so yeah uh pretty impressive um yeah we got loads we got loads to talk about we've got uh yeah I'm potentially wildcarding this week so we've got that to discuss we've got all the stats to talk about um, as well, and we don't have a sponsor this week. We're keeping it keeping it clean for the hundredth oh, for the hundredth episode. Okay, all right. Yeah. Okay, so basically, I'm going to get hacked in the coffee shops, and my pubes are going to get out of control. <laughs> basically, fair enough. Okay. <laughs> oh, dear. 
out of hey. context. That, if, you, <laughs> if you'd have told me Mark Summers would be saying that on the 100th episode of the Phil Black Box. In a tuxedo. In a tuxedo. Yeah, I've got to clip that somehow. Um, let's go for our game weeks quickly. Uh, I was leader of the pack this week, 145 points. That's big. Big, big score. Mm. Uh, took a hit as well, which did not pay off. I mean, how I can take Saka out, who gets one point for Madison, who plays you know the majority of two games, doesn't get anything, and actually that hit <laughs> wouldn't have been worth it. It's ridiculous. But anyway, that aside, it was pretty good. Points from Trippier, Botman, Chilwell, Salah, Rashford, McAllister, Captain, Matoma, Watkins, Tony, and a bench of 22 points. Couldn't ask for more. Yeah, it worked, didn't it? I mean, I think like um, most of the scores from the bench boosters were in the 120 plus mark. Mm. So um, I guess it's in more... If you didn't, if you tried to be different and you didn't play your wild card and then follow up by the bench boost one or two game weeks later, I mean you didn't play the wild card, but you built to it. If you didn't do that, if you're like, well, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna wild card game week twenty nine, yeah, it probably cost you. So mm. again, it, I guess it's confirmation that the the kind of community bubble that we're in got it right, you know, and a lot of the a lot of the scores in the community were really strong. I don't, I don't think I, I mean, obviously if you didn't bench boost, you probably didn't tweet your team, but every team hmm. I saw tweeted out got 120 plus, uh, or unless yeah. they didn't play a chip. And then if you didn't play a chip, it's even better, isn't it? I guess if you got 120. So yeah, strong scores all round. Uh, it kind of, you know, it, it, it's a good game week uh, and I gained rank, but it's kind of like when you see all the other scores on Twitter, you kind of go, eh, okay, it's a bit of a meh game week, isn't it, in that respect? Because yeah. you feel it done well the thing is it was it's a med game week in terms of the people around us but in terms of where we are in the ranks it was a huge week so i went up nearly two hundred thousand places you had a pretty significant uh, rank jump as well and yeah i think that's the other thing it's it's kind of confirming that not everyone is in that kind of bench boost like bubble not everyone was getting 120 130 points you know no. if i look around at some of the other leagues i'm in of people ranked around me who've already used those chips they're getting 90 80 90 and then you've made up 50 points you know, yeah. in one week so these 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 weeks are, are the big the big swings and this was i think a, a me- it was a memorable double game week because you know everyone kind of did well um so yeah it will go, it will go down in kind of the record books as being a success that that strategy i think for people who well carded a bench boost so yeah congrats to everyone I mean, who benefited from it i got 334k game week rank you must be in the top 100k game week rank Mm, I was I was twelve k going into that the game yesterday. Uh, yeah, thirty six k in the end. Thirty six k. Yeah, yeah Rashford that? scoring um, her a bit. Yeah, uh, and yeah, McAllister over over Matoma, but I can't complain. I mean, it's a it's a massive score. So yeah, I'll take that. Uh, you got one hundred twenty nine. So I 40, 40, 20 points. Mm. Put back on the thing. <laughs> Come on, <laughs> I've got to stay ahead of you. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, your your transfers were a disaster, though, weren't they? Yeah, I mean, I I took a hit for for Shaw, Gabriel out to Shaw, and uh, Odegaard out for Fernandez. So a loss, mm. loss, unbelievable. And, and you wouldn't have thought that, would you? I mean, I like Shaw and Bruno were were two very popular transfers, and it, and it, and it, and they kind of come down to like at the moment I'm getting, you know, I'm I'm cheating people by being on here really by saying like I'm I'm getting like a half an hour a week to kind of consider my transfers, which is basically it. I'm getting Friday evening to sit down and go right, what shall I do this week? Whereas normally I'd be thinking about it mm. all week. And procrastinating and looking at models and I'm, I'm not able to do that in a moment so i've got to say bruno and shaw were kind of like obvious transfers they were the very popular ones that, that that a lot of content creators were pushing a lot of community people were doing 
and I looked at it and thought, well, I can't see much wrong. The cat, uh, obviously, I looked at Casemiro being suspended and was like, okay, what's the impact of that? Uh, and perhaps I didn't spend long enough considering that. I thought Bruno would play deeper. I didn't think he'd be playing centre back, which is what he did yeah. last night. He was very, very deep. Um, so I think that um, the impact of um, that suspension was a lot. Um, uh, you know, Casemiro being absent had a bigger impact than I expected, shall we say? Um, but I really should have considered that more. It wasn't just for this week, though, was it? Because obviously they've got the extra. No, games they got Everton, up. and that Everton and that was two extra that, games coming up. That was definitely playing into it, and and the other two transfers I would have done was probably would have been Zuma and Salah. That's that's the other two, and that would have worked out better this week. But then, you know, Salah's not necessarily fit for for the Arsenal game, and um, you know, we'll see. I mean, Luke Shaw definitely looked like a better bet than Zuma, didn't he? So the two Shaw, Sean Bruno or Zuma and Salah is close, and I went for the United pairing. Didn't pay off, but there's still the event going to come. I mean, Shaw's injury is a bit cool. Didn't yeah, expect. yeah, yeah. It was a, it was a great week in terms of like results, wasn't it? Because I mean, I mean, we, 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 there's no point in going through all the fixtures because everyone knows what happened. But I mean, a five-one victory for Newcastle against West Ham, and them getting and then beating United as well. You know, establishing them back and their Champions League kind of credentials um, as well. I mean, Liverpool making all those changes against Chelsea yeah. as well, yeah. and obviously Chelsea no. having sacked Potter and Bruno being their manager as well. My favourite player managing my probably my least favourite club, which has been bizarre. And we're going to talk about Lampard coming in. Um, I know, it's bizarre. I was like, um, I, I've not played football that much attention. and uh, But someone tried to tell me that Frank Lampard was manager of Chelsea. I was like, oh, shut up. I've not, I've not taken <laughs> Yeah, one. yeah, yeah, of course he is. And look, yeah, exactly. It's like, it's unbelievable. It's absolutely crazy. Absolutely yeah. ridiculous, yeah. And then, I mean, City thrashing Liverpool, Brighton and Brentford's three-all draw, which was one of the most incredible matches I've ever watched i think in terms of the chances and the just the oh god i mean that game just had absolutely everything minus a, a red card um spurs th- their performance after everton went down to 10 men and the way everton managed to claw a point that michael Keane goal it's like this week just had everything it was it was such an exciting week of, of football um and when it ties into a decent fpl week as well it kind of reminds you why mm. we play it and why we enjoy it so much yeah big scores as well it's quite nice for everyone to be in the hundreds when we hit 100 for this episode so quite fitting um but yeah it's there's there's still some game weeks to go now and um you've got your wild card to play it'd be really interesting mm. to see how that works out for you because like mm. you, what you sent me is quite interesting you'll set up you'll be setting up for 34 um and you should go into 34 with 11 doublers right oh um, yeah 100 so um it'll be interesting to see how much of an advantage you get from that um when you get there it feels a bit meh i mean you know, I can, we'll, we'll talk about the wildcard in a bit, but I mean, I can target City. Um, that's the most exciting thing, going in with Triple City when a lot of people are moving back to Haaland. I'm able to triple up on them, you know, playing Southampton, home game against Leicester. I know it's sandwiched in between those two Champions League games, but that's as, that's as good a fixture as it gets, you know, away at Southampton and home at Leicester. To have Triple City in those games is, is quite exciting, but yeah, we'll talk about that um, in a bit. Uh, great and the good. Let's just cover this off quickly. Uh, is, I mean, everyone's doing well now. <laughs> it's it's really shifted around. You're still second from bottom, but on 509k. You were, this week. Oh, oh, you're closing up on Magnus. Magnus had a shocker. 87. Did. I can catch him, can't I? 13, 13 points. points. I know. So, you know, he's promised to come on the show if I finish above him. Has he? Or did you make that up? Was that a dream? 
don't know. <laughs> <laughs> In my head, that's what he's promised to do. Yeah. Has he, is he still playing? He hasn't given up, has he? Uh, 87 well, seems very low for him. So you're saying that the only reason I'm catching him is because he's given up mm, playing? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> it will still count. It yeah. was still. Hey, look, there's only 47 points between us. It's not over yet. Oh, I know. I've, I've really, I really need this wild card to pay off so I can just extend that because it's a bit of a nervy time at the moment. Mm. But it's an interesting week. I mean, look at all the different captains. There's some Brunos, some McAllisters, you know, Matoma in there, a couple of Rashfords, even Savannah went for Madison. It was, a, it was a good week to kind of test it. But, you know, obviously some did better than others. Bruno as a, as a differential didn't work out, nor did Madison. Um, Matoma did, did well, uh, matched Rashford, I think. McAllister, where we were, was kind of somewhere in the in the middle. But it's nice, isn't it? It's nice that people are going a bit different it and trying new is. things. It's fascinating, again, that if you look at the top half of the league, you can see that, oh, I'll just go Rashford. Just go Rashford, yeah. Whereas you go below halfway and suddenly you're looking at Brunos and McAllisters and Madison, yeah. right? So you can see how your rank and your appraisal of how happy you are with that rank would affect your decisions. Um, because obviously Rashford's come out well, Matoma even mm. better. We went McAllister, uh, as did um, Magnus, and uh, and obviously Tom Freeman in there wants to push as well, and and it and it didn't work out. But you could see how it definitely how rank affects your decision making. Shout out to FPL Harry took a minus twelve, really went for it this this double game mm. week. Now in the top one k for the first time, and he's obviously played the game for a long time, uh, catching up to Ben Krellin, um as well. Only four points behind him, both nestled snugly in the top one k. Yeah, hoping that they both finish. In the top one k at the end of the season, yeah, that's season. brave, isn't it? I, I like to see that. I mean, taking a minus twelve when you're in the top one thousand already, gutsy. Mm. Um, like to think if ever I was in that spot with eight game weeks to go, I'd try and do something like that. I don't know if I would, but Harry's certainly um, showing Kahuna's as they like. Very so. nice. Yeah, very good. No mention of Manscaped. At that <laughs> they should be paying us for this one. That's two now. Do you ever get frustrated that you can't watch the football because the games aren't being televised or available in your country? With NordVPN, you can switch your virtual location with just one click to any country that is showing the game, so you can watch the action live. You can also access streaming services from over 60 countries at no extra cost. This opens up a Pandora's box of entertaining content, which you wouldn't be able to access without NordVPN. As well as that, NordVPN is a one-stop shop for all things cybersecurity. It's incredibly easy to use, and again, with just one click, you're protected. You don't even have to be a tech genius to use it. NordVPN will hide your IP address and location, which will increase your privacy online, and it's an absolute must-have if you're logging into any sort of public Wi-Fi, where there's an increased risk of people spying on your online activities, accessing your personal information, or infecting your device with malware. Within your account, you can have up to six devices protected and no longer have to worry about hackers, malicious sites, and pop-ups. For the price of one coffee a month, you'll have complete peace of mind knowing that any devices and data is protected. On top of all that, NordVPN is the fastest VPN in the world. I don't even notice it's on, so I can stream and game without any buffering or lagging. Grab your exclusive NordVPN deal by going to nordvpn.com forward slash FPL to get a huge discount of your NordVPN plan and four months for completely free. Check it out, nordvpn.com forward slash FPL. Uh, managers, let's talk about the managerial memory go round. Luckily, I didn't have to add Steve Cooper. To this list because he's been once again backed by uh, your owner um, but then there was some that weren't so lucky so Vieira's gone and Roy Hodgson um, is, is back and got his win with a last minute Mateta goal uh, Potter's out 
Lampard's back. And what is happening in the league? Why have we gone back to like two or three seasons ago? Uh, Rodgers is out as well. Leicester finally had enough um, of him. And then you've got, you know, David Moyes hanging on by a, a thread probably as well. Cooper has been bat, but if results don't improve... It's too late now, isn't it, for West Ham Forest to yeah. change it? You've got to go with it. I mean, I guess like if you're... I guess Forrest's point of view, it should be anyway. Forrest's point of view should be, well, if we go down, there isn't a better manager to take us back up again. Whereas I guess with West Ham, they could they could try and roll the dice because yeah, Moyes isn't necessarily their long-term solution anyway. But as a Forrest fan, I think we've I got... I mean, Brendan look. and Potter there is a bit of a, a carrot, isn't it? Because if, if, you know, if, if West, West Ham... Ham. Yeah, I mean, I West Ham potentially going for one of those. Leicester Potter going for Potter... Mm. Yeah, it'd be interesting. What? What do you? Did you chuckle when Potter? Uh, I did. I did. did. Yeah. yeah. I I don't like seeing a manager get sat, but it softens the blow when he's been paid off with what twenty million pounds or whatever it was. 21 million. Twenty one million. I'm sure he's he's he'll be all right. He'll he'll come into another job, and I'm sure he'll re- rebuild him, himself. I do think that that job was impossible for for kind of anyone mm. to to take over, and you know I think managers are wise not to take that job now and wait till the end of the season and again to the summer um mm. I, th- I actually think Lampard's not a bad appointment until the end of the season because they can't just give it to Bruno I mean he's he's not a manager he's he's got absolutely no experience whatsoever they made way too big a deal of his whole like oh I never picked a team sheet he obviously hasn't picked a team sheet he's been a manager why would he pick a team sheet before I think Lampard's all right he knows the club he you know he, he did well at Everton when he had to galvanize them and, and get them kind of going again and then there's no risk, is there? Because at the end of the season, they bring in a Nagelsmann or a Pochettino, whatever. So it's funny. Like, it's good banter that he's come back in and all the Lampard memes can come out again. Um, but seriously, as Lampard would say, it's all right. I don't mind it. Yeah, I, I guess I, I guess it kind of makes sense. because You, you want to bring someone in who's got that affinity to the club and there's no one better than Lampard for mm. that. I guess it's just... Yeah, and, and what's their objectives now? Can they? Yeah, they can't really push much in terms of achievements this season, I guess they can afford to like take they get, a risk. They get top 10. Get top, get Europa League, yeah. Might might get Europa Conference, they'll settle for that. No, I mean, like, it, it's been... Oh, I love it's, it. It's, <laughs> it's been so Chelsea. I just love that this new owner came in and they were like, right, that's it. All of that managerial merry-go-round stuff of the past, that's gone now. We're building for the future. Seven months later, out he goes. Lampard comes back in. <laughs> it is a bizarre turn of events, isn't it? It um, is. I don't know what Leicester are doing. Are they going to get Potter? Because they, you know, they obviously didn't have a plan B, did they? It's like they're, 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 I'm telling you, they're going down. The hell going well, down, Leicester. If you sack Rogers and you don't have a manager standing, but like if if Forrest did get Cooper out, which I really hope doesn't happen, I'd like to think that Mariakis wouldn't do it without having someone standing by who is he was convinced could save the club from relegation. Mm. I think at this point. I don't think that manager exists, which is probably why Cooper hasn't gone. Um, I'd like to think Cooper hasn't gone because of his achievements and what the supporters think of him, but I've got a feeling it's probably because Mariakas can't find a replacement who he thinks could save us. Mm. So um, if you're Leicester, though, you'd think they'd have that person ready to come in, and they haven't. They haven't. So I mean, there is options. I mean, there's what, Vieira, there's Potter, there's Brent, there's, um, well, it's not Brendan, it's just sacked him. but I mean, Potter. Potter. I, I think Potter has. I read somewhere that Potter's turned it down, though, right? He's he's yeah, he take a bit of a break. No, I don't think Vieira would go there either. I, no. I, uh, I think. I mean, the fact that Madison blanked twice. Mm. Again, it kind of the narrative that I just don't. 
I don't think there's unity on the pitch. I think they're struggling. I mean, Madison is their one player who can make a difference, and, and, and he's not he's not having that impact at the moment, or he's certainly not having the output. Um, yeah, they're in trouble. They're in trouble, and West Ham didn't look great shakes either. So, I mean, as a Forest fan, I'm not giving up yet, mainly because the teams around us aren't that great either. But at the moment, I think you're going, I think you're going to stay up. I think it's going to be Leicester, Southampton, Bournemouth go down. Don't know. I don't know. I, I just don't see where I saw that probability matrix that Sky put up, and I think Forest mm-hmm. were like sixty-five percent or something. One of the highest. I think them and Southampton were pretty much. Yeah. Done. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I don't. I don't see us staying up, but. Um, you know what? It, it's okay because I think we'll go down with the parachute money. We'll sell Brennan and Morgan Gibbs White for a lot of money. Mm. We'll get some good loans in, and we've got a nucleus of a squad that should come top three or four anyway, without even adding to it. So, and we've got one of the best managers in the championship to get us back up again if we keep Cooper. So, I would be very, very optimistic of coming back up if we did go mm. down. Um, and that maybe that's part of the journey we've got to do. So, yeah, so be it. Yep. It's fine. Very optimistic. Very good. Uh, Turning attention to FPL-wise, here is Ben Krillin's graphic for the remaining games. It's pretty scary. It all fits quite neatly on one slide like this. We literally have nine uh, game weeks to go, coming into game week 30. Um, And then we've got a blank in 32, where we're going to see quite a few free hits played. And then the uh, the next biggest double in 34. Uh, Which looks, I mean, to be fair, I think the, the 34 double looks quite good with Brighton, Liverpool, City, United, uh, and then West Ham and Fulham in smaller, <laughs> smaller case um, as well. But yes, yeah, it's going to be an interesting run in, uh, isn't it? I mean, I mean, there's so much to talk about really here. I mean, start with Liverpool, I guess. I mean, what do we do with their kind of assets? Do we start investing in them now ahead of this game week 34 match? They've got an amazing record against Arsenal at Anfield. I don't think it's going to be a walkover for them. What did you make of the Liverpool lineup? Bizarre. I don't know what the basis of that was at all because Chelsea were beatable at Stamford Bridge. Mm. A full strength Liverpool could have got a win there. I don't know really what he's trying to do with that. Is he just trying to preserve the team for Arsenal? I guess that's what you've got to think. But I think he was making a statement, wasn't he? he was so he was so unimpressed with that city second half. Yeah. And I yeah. think he was just like, Look, you're all you all think you're, you know, untouchable. I'm just gonna get a lot of you out and just play the complete B-side and it's see how they erratic. go. It's a bit erratic though, isn't it? And, and, and all is not well there. I mean, I know they've had ridiculous in, luck with injuries and a lot of upheaval, but I do also think that, you know, looking in from afar at what's gone on at Liverpool this season, there's been ne- indications that Klopp perhaps hasn't got, not the support with the dressing room, but something is wrong. Something is wrong with the with either the chemistry or the makeup of the dressing room at the moment mm. and, and Klopp's ability to put a team out that plays in the way he wants to play. Um, something's gone awry there. Um, the connection between Klopp, the team and supporters is not what it was. Um, they seem very unbalanced to me, like the team. Like they're so obviously so top-heavy with all of those signings they've bought, but the midfield just looks so... I don't know. I mean, Thiago and Fabinho are obviously class players and then you can add in Elliot and people but you take out one of those and suddenly what have they really got in, in midfield I mean Milner Cater has been absolutely awful basically since he's signed mm. and that's it there's, there's no Chamberlain I mean he's going to be off in the summer he's been a disappointment as well I mean not, all not his fault because of the injuries but I, losing Wijnaldum was massive for them 
I think, and then, well, then, then losing Mane. Thing. I mean, like um, Mane's massive, um, and and obviously he got them through some games. He 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 pulled them through matches, saw vital goals, won penalties. Uh, they, have they had a penalty yet? They have had one penalty. They had one yet. and Salah missed it. Yeah, and Salah missed it. Um, Trent has been the shadow of his former self. I mean, he, he hasn't looked happy on the football pitch all season. What's to blame for that? We don't know. Uh, Van Dijk has regressed as as one one-time world-class centre-back, now pretty average Premier League centre-back, which is you wouldn't have seen that coming. Matip hasn't been himself at all. He, he, you know, Matip and Van Dijk look like one of the best centre-back pairings in the country, and now they're nowhere near that. And Matip can't get in the team. It, it, so many things have seemed to have just faded or gone wrong. And why is that? Has Klopp lost his grip on things? Has there been outside factors? Don't know. But something, something's gone awry there, and, and I mean, it's going to take a reset. I think. Yeah, it's funny how that's affected three of the top clubs in the country: Liverpool, Chelsea, and Spurs. You know, all of this season have, have, have regressed massively based on what we've seen them in, in previous seasons. Whereas Arsenal, with the youngest squad, have rebuilt mm-hmm. and, and are doing playing amazingly. City, obviously, still absolutely absolute top tier. And then United in this transitional phase, sometimes great, sometimes not. But yeah, I mean, for, for that, you know, I think what, what this year has made me realise, though, is just how ridiculous it was when Leicester won the league. Because I look at Brighton this year and I think we've got a great squad. We're playing amazing football. We might challenge for the Champions League, blah, blah, blah. But imagine if Brighton were challenging for the Premier League. Like, how the hell? I just, Leicester winning that year was just such an incredible sequence of things, isn't it? Because even this year, when some of the top teams are struggling, there's not a, a Leicester at the top of the league. It's still fighting for the Champions League. No, I guess, I guess Newcastle is the nearest we get at it the is. moment. Yeah. The team are probably overachieving. I mean, yeah. they've got backing but they haven't yet i don't think they've got a top four squad yet i think that's a lot to do with eddie howe and the mm. chemistry that's found there and the support which obviously that crazy support gets the most out of those players so i think he's got a good set of players but i wouldn't wouldn't have looked at that squad and gone that's definitely top four no. but they look like they're going to come top four quite easily um yeah it's just been a very odd season and i think you know what what is odd about liverpool is we saw them absolutely um dismantle manchester united and again, you thought, oh, this is Liverpool breaking out of it. They're going to go again. And then, then they go and lose at Bournemouth. Yeah. So they've had their moments this season where you think, oh, they've snapped out of it. You know, they when they thrashed Bournemouth at home United. after starting really slowly. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, when, earlier in the mm. season. We thought, oh, that was Liverpool. Oh, the classic 9-0. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so they've, they've had some moments where they've looked like they're just... They, you know, they can skittle teams and, and blow them away, but then they've just regressed back to what is a team that has been, well, it's faded glamour, really, isn't it, mm. Liverpool at the moment? It's not not what they used to be. It's been very odd, very odd for them. And it, and it's made it hard from a fantasy perspective because, you know, we've never really been able to back Trent and Robertson or, or the Liverpool defence all season. No. We've only really had Salah as an attacking option. We dallied with Darwin, but that didn't really come off. And... We had Diaz at the start of the scenes, but now Diaz there's Gakpo the and Nunes yeah. and injuries. Going into the double, you're looking at this double and thinking, well, it's Salah, isn't it? I guess, and you want to, you might want to want to captain him ahead of maybe a City or a Brighton player. But that, well, would you load up on Liverpool, even with those fixtures? I don't know if I would. Well, according to the scout season ticker, Liverpool have the best fixtures between now and the end of the season. Mm. Um, you know, after this Arsenal game, they play Leeds, they play Forest at home, they play West Ham. That's three really, really good games. Um, I mean, they've got an awful away record, and they play Leeds and, and West Ham away. But then it's the 34 double, two home games, Spurs and Fulham, um, and then a run in of Brentford, Leicester, Villa, and Southampton. 
I mean, it's a great run. I mean, to have, you know, Forest, Leeds, West Ham, Southampton, Leicester, all within this last stretch. It is really, it's, and no Champions League to worry about. It seems like a really good time to invest in them. But yeah. if Klopp's willing to bring the changes like he made, you know, the other day, and we're not really seeing any standout performers in the side, it, it comes with quite a lot of risk. There's no coherency in the team, is no. there? There's no, there's no kind of constants. There's no consistency. And so that impacts our thinking when it comes to fantasy and loading up on free players it looks valid given the fixtures and the leg and the talent that they've got individual talent but when you put them together on the pitch at the moment that individual talent isn't adding up to goals and wins so i think i mean i'll probably try and get salah and at least one liverpool player maybe two but i don't know that i'll go hit crazy and try mm. and get liverpool in that's for sure yeah and they're, they're... Salah wasn't training today, and if you saw that, no. Anfield watch. Yeah, I did. Mm. Um, so that is a concern, especially for me, because I've got him. <laughs> well, <you're> not, <laughs> what are you going to do if he if if he is a doubt? You're not going to sell him and then get him back, are you? So you got to hold it through it, haven't you? Well, I'd, I'd probably wildcard to be fair, spread the fuss right. around. And you wouldn't get him, and then you set it up to get him in ahead yeah. of thirty. Yeah, I guess yeah, that's exactly. the advantage you've got. I mean, I think if I was in your shoes, you'd have to do that because, it, and then hope he doesn't play. I mean, even if he plays against Arsenal. I mean, the thing is, my, my transfer this week is locked in, you know, getting Haaland back. So if right. Salah's then out as well, then I'm looking at hits and then I'm just thinking that like, I might as well just play that chip and just get in the, the players I want. So in some ways, I kind of almost want him to be injured just so yeah. that I can yeah. have the kind of yeah. excuse to play the chip. Because if he's fit, I, I probably wouldn't do it. Right, um, okay. But yeah, we'll, we'll come to that um, in a bit. Uh, let's look at some data. Let's look at team data. Uh, attack. Last six matches, Brighton. We're still still at the top. Two point three three expected goal non penalty per ninety. That is, I mean, it's just. Not, I mean, our fixtures get a lot more difficult from now on. Um, but we've seen Brighton perform really well against the the big sides. You know, the the likes of playing Spurs and United don't really worry me that much as a Brighton fan. I think we can. I mean, the Spurs this weekend, we should do them over. <laughs> They're poor. They were so poor against Everton. We should be we should be winning that game. We really should. Um, yeah, it, it, I mean, you know, I don't want to spend uh, any more than thirty seconds talking about Brighton, to be honest. But, um, <laughs> well, for, but yeah. Forest the twentieth of the attacking data, yeah, we'll, so probably we'll get to them in a minute. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's Derby, isn't it? And his brand of football, it's it's there, it's instilled, and and it's every week now they're playing with a handbrake off, and it's great to see. And and the FBL, I mean, unlike Liverpool, the FBL assets have all delivered. In, mm. And, and if you went in big on Brighton, you've had your reward. It's rare, isn't it? It's rare for... I mean, you look at Ferguson even scoring in a double game mm. week. You look at all the midfielders returning. You look at the defence returning. The goal... Like, even still getting an assist in that first yeah, game. Yeah. You know, it was like whoever you invested in, in, in Brighton, paid off. Yeah. And That's that good. is a rare a rare thing, I think, in, in FPL. So, yeah, we're the darlings of FPL now, Brighton, um, apparently. Uh, look at the top four, though. I mean, you know, Brighton at the top of 2.33. Then Newcastle, that's come out of nowhere because they were right down um, the list. Obviously, the five goals against West Ham helps, 2.13. Uh, Arsenal, 2.07 and City, 2.05. Then there's a drop-off of down to 1.59 and that's Villa. But I mean, Villa have been absolutely well. relentless, haven't they, under Emery? What a job he's done. Yeah, and and you know, Emery, I wasn't his biggest fan when he was at Arsenal and I'd, I'd, I'd kind of like, I'd kind of raised an eyebrow mm. or two when he got job at Villa and um, he's uh, he's been excellent I mean he's he's 
you know, he's, I don't think he's made sweeping changes. He's made subtle tactical changes. He's getting Watkins, he's getting a tune out of Watkins, which is obviously a massive, massive thing. We always thought Watkins as a player, he had the raw talent. He was just very inconsistent and lacked composure at times, but it's just clicked for him under Emery. So I don't know what Emery's done with him to, to kind of get that regular goal score out of him, but... He's blanked once in 10 yeah. appearances in and he, 10 and he's, games, Watkins. And he is absolutely a captain candidate this week. And, and given his consistency, you know, you've got to consider him. Um, yeah, so props to Villa. Um, and, I, you know, now that Dean Smith's not there, I quite I don't mind Villa doing well. It's just when he was there, it really would have pissed me off. <laughs> <laughs> he was. Well, I wonder if what, is, is he managing the team now? Is he back? I don't know. He lives in the real world, not a fantasy yeah, world. He does. So I don't know. And because to... we live in the fantasy world, we don't know where yeah, he's at. It's probably the championship yeah. somewhere. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know where he is. Uh, he was most recently. He got sacked at Norwich, didn't he? So I don't know where he went after that. Yeah. No, he's he's not a club again. But I don't think he's got twenty-one million to console him. I'm like, <laughs> no, Potter. Oh God, I, I still can't believe that the amount of money they spent getting him and sacking him and. Honestly, seeing Bruno managing Chelsea in that game is one of the funniest things I have ever seen in my life. Loved it. <laughs> Absolutely loved it. Um, Bournemouth in seventh. I've highlighted them um, just because I was a bit surprised by, by you know, their attacking numbers um, mm. in this. They're, they're a funny team, aren't they, Bournemouth? Because every week you feel like they should be the whipping boys. But they kind of do all right. I mean, obviously they beat Liverpool in that game. Their attacking numbers aren't quite aren't that bad. They had a couple of chances against us as well. We were lucky to keep a clean sheet um, in that game. I, I don't think there's going to be a lot of investment in them. We look at the chance per 90, 9.67. But mm. when they do create chances, they're creating quite good chances. And that might be enough to keep them up, maybe. I'm, I'm still, I still think they're going to go down, though. Yeah, I, I, they've never really been a team that have... Tempted us to invest. Solanke got some traffic, didn't he? But that's about it. Um, a keeper, maybe. But yeah, I mean, they've done all right. And they, they, I, I didn't. I thought they might fall adrift, but it hasn't happened. And so they're very much in the mix, and they may not go down. And they got the spirit, and they've got one or two players who can win a game for them. Um, I'd rather be. You know what? I, I think I think Forest have got a better team and better players, mm. but I think that at the moment Bournemouth have got a way of playing that can get them results, whereas Forest certainly away from home don't have that. Mm. So that's the difference. I think Bournemouth have got Bournemouth have got a system that can get them results. Um, it might not be pretty, but it, it it's effective. Whereas um, you know, I look at Forest, I think we've got perhaps better individuals in Brennan and Gibbs White. I don't think Bournemouth have got players in that level, but. We're not we're away from home. We're so feeble, and that's why we're at the bottom here. We just pose no threat mm. away from home. Um, yeah, I mean, your your bottom Southampton are in nineteenth as well. Yeah. Cut drift from eighteenth. Um, Palace. I mean, I highlight them because you know they're, they're the teams where you you want your defenders to play against them. It's why Stones is appealing or Ake against Southampton this week, and it's why the Villa defenders are, are enticing um, as well. You know, Tyron Mings so cheap, good option this week. Moreno as well. I like him. I think we'll score a bit, though. I think we will yeah. score. Yeah. Okay. Mm. We'll come to your predictions. Well, we uh, won't win, but we'll, we'll score. You get one. Okay. Mm. Uh, defensively, defensively, you're better. Uh, defensively, you're 11th mid-table. That's nice. Just below Liverpool in 10th, which is surprising as well because Liverpool's defence in the league hasn't been too bad. It's their attack that's been struggling. Um, maybe, maybe a little bit more. Obviously, taking away that massive game against United, which is just such an anomaly. It's, it's ridiculous. Um, but City at the top, 
In terms of defence, 0.68. We see that so often. I was surprised to see Spurs in second. 0.8 yeah. over the last six. Yeah, is this, is this, is this correct? Because I'm just wondering. I'm just going to check. Last six, I'm pretty sure we shouldn't be there. I think over the season, this might be the season's eight. I'm just checking. It says last six matches on the left. Yeah, I know, but I didn't I didn't do the cutouts. You did. so. I couldn't cut out a different last six, could I? That, that last six is from the table, not from my own. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. I'm just, I'm just uh, team data. Is this team data defense? Is it team data yeah. defense? Yeah, no, it is correct. Yeah, Thank you. I apologize. Yeah, God, yeah. Um, I didn't do this after a bottle of prosecco. You know. No, I was going to say. Yeah, <laughs> I, I just can't believe that we're mid-table for defense. But I guess, yeah, I guess we're not considered as as many. But yeah, Spurs. It's really surprising to see them up in second. And Palace in fourth. I mean, it's a weird. Yeah. It's a weird table. Um, kind of makes a mockery of, <laughs> of the stats a bit. Well, United have been United are second bottom. They've been down there for a while, haven't they? Yeah. They've been that'll, that'll clear up a bit when that Liverpool game um, goes because that was obviously a complete disaster. Yeah. Uh, yeah. West Ham have been dragged right back down into it as well after after all the goals against Newcastle. Um, yeah, I, I don't think there's anything like too amazing here, but it, it does really put you know the city defence has been really hard to tap into. Um, but I, I am all on John Stones. Yeah, I noticed that. I'm I know all it, on him. I think he's a great option between now and the end of the season. He probably, I mean, like, when I was looking at City defence, he was my favourite option. Then he got a bit of a knock and it mm. kind of, it meant me. I, I, I think I ended up going Ake instead. But I always preferred Stern, Stones as a player. Um, and I think Pep does as well. I think Pep sees him as a regular starter. Well, he's, um, he's dropping into midfield now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah I, I, yeah, I like him. I think he's a good... If you want a City defender, and I guess it's just whether he plays both games in the double, right? I guess that's a lottery, but Stones at the mm. moment just look like... To be fair, the, the defence looks fairly settled. Ake as well mm. is is not a player you... You expect Ake to play both games maybe as well. Um, depends where City are at the time. It depends where... What state the table is in, where what the European situation is with them. Um, with the European ties in the middle of the double game week, it's it's tricky, isn't it? That's the that's the thing. You see those on. um those two goals that Ake got for yeah. the Netherlands. Yeah. Um, there's a stat about him. He had like the most touches in the box of any Netherlands player in their history, or something in that game. Yeah, like seven or eight shots or something. <laughs> yeah. Like that. yeah, absolutely crazy. He's yeah. had a very good season. You know, he has. He, he's, he, he's he definitely look, stepped up a gear. He didn't look like he was going to be a regular starter in, in City's team and he's established himself. And it, this happens, doesn't it, under Pep? It's like players can, to be fair, when they find form, Pep does reward them with regular starts and he and he sticks by them if they're consistent. And, and Ake's been that this season. He, arguably, you know, if you if amongst the defensive players, he's, he's up there for player of the year for them in terms of... Yeah, I mean, Cancelo went and everyone raised eyebrows, but mm. it's almost like Pep knows what he's doing. Who'd have thought it? <laughs> uh, still, shallow, don't we? We still miss him. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he, I, I still can't believe he's gone. <laughs> still, such, it's been such a weird. It's been a really weird season, hasn't it? Uh, in in so many different ways. Mm. Uh, let's take a look at some play data. Uh, let's look at goalkeepers. It's my man, Jason Steele, right at the top. Points per ninety, five point four. That's the highest of all goalkeepers with his five starts. Uh, Martinez in second, got the eleven points against Chelsea. Congrats to anyone that had him. Uh, and then it's Forster. Well, he, Lloris is back now, so he's, he's done as an option. Um, Allison, not really going there. De Gea, though, is, is an interesting one because Shaw's injured now. 
Um, if you are looking to to get into the United defence, given they've got these these good fixtures and then the double game weeks coming up, you know you're looking at Martinez. Varane seems risky given his injury record. Dallo potentially, but it's probably De Gea is surely the goalkeeper of choice now. I think from now on to the end of the season. Yeah, and five million—it's not like a big outlay, is it? It's not a five-five even. So, I think that you can forgive yourself for spending that little bit extra to get a United nailed-on defender when they got the double and decent fixtures in that double as well. Plus, it'll get you save points. I mean, you look at it here and saves per ninety-two point six is not disastrous. It's not—it's not like a Edison rate of zero point six. So you you can get you can get. A, <laughs> odd save point can't you not just to put into context how ridiculous yeah. 0.6 is 0.6 saves a game i mean pope is the next with 1.53 yeah 0.6 i mean how can a team concede that few chances it's it's crazy he could almost just play 45 minutes and gamble all that and, i know, I know. Well, to be fair it, he's been pretty awful when called upon this season hasn't he i mean i should know i owned him at one point He's been incredibly frustrated. He did an interview the other day and he said uh, he, he prefers making saves to getting assists. Does he? He uh, ought to try that more often well, then. But first, I thought, what a weird question to ask a goalkeeper. <laughs> like, yeah. ob- obviously, he should prefer saves. Secondly, bollocks. He definitely prefers making assists. It's Edison. Come on. He loves it. If he went up top from a corner and got an assist, it'd be milking it for bloody years well imagine he imagine he played this incredible 60 yard ball tomorrow exactly. scored, and then he wouldn't get the assist imagine that hey, that would never happen that would never happen um, look at jason Steele. that's how it's done yeah, when that assist went in i was like oh did they learn their lesson did they have a lesson? <laughs> and I, I noticed it was clean no deflection so that's what God, i gave it. what a goal that was and that is why jason Steele's in the team yeah. in sanchez so that kind of thing i know obviously that's a a very rare moment for a goalkeeper to get an assist like that but Sanchez could never do that he, he, he his distribution just isn't as good as as a steal and I, I think I, I think both of them you know could it could end up leaving in the summer because I think we'll sign a new goalkeeper um but for people worried about steel I wouldn't be he, he's he's got that jersey locked in unless he makes an absolute yeah. or a series I'd say now not even one howler I say he needs to make a series of howlers to lose his place back to Sanchez he's he's nailed on yeah. Yeah, that's good to know. I mean, it's, it's interesting, isn't it? Because like Brighton, if they do go shopping for a goalkeeper, um, it's like football manager when you select the stats that you want as your key mm. stats. And uh, passing and uh, yeah, long, long through balls will be um, will be right up there for Deserby when it comes to you know, distribution. Is what it's amazing gonna... how that's now a trait that's looked for. Yeah, goalkeepers, exactly. Right? Mm. You know, not just shot stopping, but actually being able to build something out. Um, you know, from the back, and that obviously comes a lot from Pep's influence and, and that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, be Brighton have, have tried to play out of the back for, for years and not really had the players to do it, and we still don't really. But the ones we've got are getting better at it as well. It, make, it makes you wonder, like, how long are we away from outfield players retraining as goalkeepers and actually becoming <laughs> top goalkeepers? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it could lower division striker goes you know what i'm going to try and retrain as a goalkeeper and then make it as a premier league goalkeeper because they're so good with their feet you laugh and, though but i think, I think okay as a goalkeeper think, you look at edison and he's I think, almost i think like we i think we'll see plenty of academy kids doing that you know kids that want to play up front or on the wing or something like that and then get retrained as, as goalkeepers because they're good with their feet yeah was that this one thing how many years away are we from that because it's going that way isn't it it's going it's getting to the point where if you're an above average shot stopper, but you're absolutely excellent with your feet and you can build play, 
you might get a career out of that. Just and, be an average shot stopper. And you can earn 200k a week and make 0.6 saves per 90 like Edison does. <laughs> exactly. Winner. <laughs> uh, one more player to mention here is Kepper. He's down in 16th. Uh, just the three points per 90 for him. Obviously, got the clean sheet against Liverpool. Lampard, though. Lampard did not like Kepper. He didn't, did he? He signed Mendy. He relegated Kepper out to the bench. I think Kepper's safe for a little bit, surely. I think, wouldn't you? I mean, like, Mendy's got to be mm. rough, is not he? He's not going mm. and, and also, like, Lampard will probably start cautiously and go, oh, I'm not going to upset the apple cart too nah. much. It's going perfectly, but... It's a bit of a risk, though, isn't it? The like, big change to come in and change... Kepper the must just be like... Oh, not him anyone but him yeah. <laughs> finally got yeah. one place back and you're bringing in the one manager that bloody got rid of me tried to get I rid mean, of me Kepper hasn't been disastrous he's, he's certainly not convincing no but Mendy is just a calamitous with his feet isn't he I mean, like, going back to what we said he's he's a traditional goalkeeper excellent shot stopper a bit of a presence in the box you know he's someone you'd back to save shots and, and, and gather the ball and come for crosses but he's not someone who's going to build the play. And every time he gets the ball to feet, the opponent is just like, press, press, press. And yeah. they know they're going to get some joy. So Kepa's better at that. Is that enough for him to keep his place? Don't know. Let's see. Well, what looking at, I mean, looking at the expected goal prevented, there's only one goalkeeper worse than Kepa. And that's um, Navas. Six, which is your goalkeeper. Navas, minus 2.6 for Kepa. Minus 3.7 um for navas so champions league multi multiple champions league winning mm. keep kayla navas yeah yeah <laughs> so it's a bit concerning i think for for Kepa. like i've got steel on my bench Kepa misses out still plays i'm more than happy with that but there's going to be yeah, quite a few yeah. people with, with danny ward for example there might just be a bit of worry i think that Kepa could mm. could be usurped yeah just want, want yeah. to monitor uh defenders over the last six um Daniel Amati, <laughs> number one, with his two starts. And thank you, John, I'm it, of 0.59. I put Porro on it as well. He's been doing pretty well. Um, difficult player to invest in, given that Spurs haven't got a double game coming up. Um, but shots per 90 is the highest of all defenders. Uh, no, it's not second highest, Perisic. The other wing back, 2.55 to Porro's 2.33. Chances created is high, though, 2.33. That's second only to Trippier. I believe in the top kind of 20. Um, an extra non per 90 of 0.42, so that's good. But just below him is Chilwell, who yeah, finally delivered. Well, playing well. Yeah. Must and, own. And Must own. I think, I think so. I mean, like, it's great owning a, an attack, a wing back. And I think Frank will keep faith with the wing backs. And I think James and Chilwell are going to be, if James stays fit, they're going to be pretty good bets from now until the end of You've the season. You've got triple up. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm okay <laughs> yeah. with that. Now, yeah, I think James and Chilwell is worth having. Um, I mean, James is. I think in the situation I'm in, if you're looking for a player who's going to burst a 15 pointer at any time, um, James is probably someone you would back. Um, I don't think he's a major risk with injuries at the moment. He seems to be okay and he's having a run. So, but Chilwell is excellent. Yeah, he's playing really well and and really getting forward. I mean, James has take, had a stint at centre back, hasn't mm. he? Recently, so you're not getting that. With I don't. You know, Cucurella's not threatening Chilwell's start, is he? So he's, he should start every game now to the end of the season, you'd expect. Lampard's good for the wing-backs, I think. Yeah. He likes the wing-back system. Yeah. He likes James. He likes Chilwell. They, they should both do pretty well Yeah. Um, with him. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I don't mind. I think the triple-up is maybe a bit excessive for me with Kepper as well. But the, I think the Chilwell-James double-up, that, that, that could 
if he can just get them scoring, because they score so few goals. Yeah, that's the problem. Do you see the home, the home, no team has scored fewer goals at home than Chelsea. Is that true? Mad, isn't it? Mm. I think that's Probably right. Probably, right. Yeah. Nuts. Um, yeah, but once again, like, you know, nothing on this table has been great all season. Uh, it's, it's been really disappointing. We've said all season how the wingbacks have let us down. At the start of the season, we look at these players as, well, they, they could be the real difference makers. They could be the players mm. that really deliver on value. And none of them have, really. When Ben White's in seventh, number. something's going a bit wrong. Well, he's, he's getting forward a lot at the moment. Mm. Um, and he's popping up in attacking areas. And But, you know, I don't want Ben White to be my most exciting defender. I want, I want to sign some wing. But, I mean, Chilwell's great. I mean, at least Chilwell's there at the moment. And Trippier's been a constant, hasn't he? But Trippier's almost been... Null and void as an option yeah. because everyone's got him, so you don't you don't get any joy from having him at the moment, or we haven't for a while. Um, and and centre backs, you know, you, you're looking at, you know, you've highlighted um, a few here. Zuma's highlighted, but you've got Fabian Charles done well, got another yeah. assist in the week. Um, centre backs are definitely not out of the equation this season, whereas previous two seasons it's all been about wing backs, and we haven't, we wouldn't wouldn't even spend any time considering the centre-back if there was a wing-back option. But this season, not the case. Took me a while to find stones on this list. Down in 101. <laughs> 101. I couldn't even... Zero could, two. You, could, you, could you name 100 defenders? Well, I probably could, but I'm not going to do it. That'll be the least interesting podcast ever. 100th episode, episode, 100 defenders. Yeah, here we go. Feltman, <laughs> 101st, I mean, next year I'm not putting it for 90 when Stone. I mean, he's only had two starts, but 0.02. Um, the thing is, though, you know what he's capable of. I mean, we've seen him in double game weeks before, right? He, he's, ab- he's hit absolutely. Remember the two goals he got in that, in that game a few years ago? Um, and that was in a double game week. I, I, I think, again, the stats here. When you've got De Bruyne in the team, whipping balls in, and if Stones is going up for corners, he's always got a chance of getting something. So yeah. I'm not too worried about that. But from open play, I think Ake's got a little bit more uh, goal threat. I like them both. I you know Ake, four, four starts in, in five. I mean, who else are they going to play at left back? He, he's, he's been so good for them this season. I think he plays the majority. So I like Ake and Stones for City. I mean, I'm just looking at um, goals. I'm looking at the season data table. I've got it open here. And it is disappointing, like, you know, in the top 30, Gabriel's got three goals, and that's the most in the top 30 this season, if you're yeah. ranked by XGI on penalty per 90. Now, normally, there's one or two defenders who start getting into the realms of five, six goals a season. Mm. We just haven't had it. it we, you know, and even if you look at assists this season, yeah, Trippier's got seven this season, Perisic five, Robertson six, Trent four, it's feasible we're not going to get an, uh, a defender with more than, well, with double figures for assists. Trippier mm. should, but that's about it. So, you know, a top scoring defender with three goals. A top I mean, Trent, Trent got 15 yeah, back in really 2019. Poor. Yeah. It's poor. I mean, like, I wonder what they're going to do next season with the pricing. I wonder mm. whether it's going to be reflected and we're going to see prices of defenders crash. Like, we're not going to see a 7-5 price defender. It's, it's going to go down to like is Trent going to be six five? Could be, could be, couldn't he? I mean, I think we're going to we're going to have to, we're going to see a whole wholesale of, of price drops surely because it's only really Harland and Kane. I think you could you could make the case for that have really yeah. delivered on that premium price mm. tag. But you know, everyone else is is probably going to suffer price drops, right? I mean, look at Son, twelve million. He was he's going to have to come down to about ten million, mm. something like that. Yeah, Sterling, I... Fernandez, Salah. 
KDB. I'd like to think I'd like to think it'll make it a bit more interesting because like I think like you you might see I think the top price defender will be six five next season. I, there's no reason to make Trent seven or seven five, is there? Off the back they of this, make Trent six five. Well, he's got one goal and four assists. Are you going to keep him at seven million for that? They make Trent six five. That's uh... well, they should. What's what's there to be scared of? So so if he so if he explodes, then you know everyone will have him. But I think it'll make it more interesting because it it will mean that if Trent was six five, Robertson was six, James was six five, maybe Chilwell six, you could mm. there feasibly take a risk on going. Well, I'm going to go big at the back and hope that actually that was regression last season and they're going to pick it back up again and. I'm going to gamble on that. Whereas if you make Trent seven again and Robertson six five, and no one's going to go for them. Do you, do you remember complaining that Trent was too cheap? Yeah, why <laughs> weren't they? Yeah, yeah. We were like, they've they've messed this up. They should have made him eight. Obviously, eight. He's going to be a lock I mean, in everyone's team. Stupid decision. Where are they going to put Trippier next season? They can't make him more than six five, surely. Never six five. Right. Six, five. So he's the top scoring defender this season by some margin. Mm. Because he, he was what? Was he 5-5 five, five at the start of the season? 5. He's 5. Was he 5, right. He's so they go, it'll go 6-5, right. So if he's 6-5, the only reason you'd make Trent 7 is on the basis of the previous seasons. I think it would be much more interesting to make him 6-5 mm. as well. Have him and Trippier 6-5. I think I'd like to see them to be brave enough to do that. Obviously, I'd there's a him. Trent blows up. Well, you know, your influence is very wane. It's on the wane. It's, <laughs> it's, it's definitely, it's definitely <laughs> on the wane, but that doesn't make the game any better, though, unfortunately. So, yeah. is it a correlation? Well, that's up to you to make your own mind up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, midfielders over the last six. De Bruyne top. I want to. I want to talk about De Bruyne. Go on actually, then. because mm. obviously I've got the wild card to play. Um, he looked absolutely fantastic in that game against Liverpool. But he's been in and out of the team a little bit more than we anticipated this season. But his stats are fantastic. I mean, next year, non for 90 of 1.07. That's in three starts, though, over the last six. They've obviously got that buy-in game, which he's going to play both of those. And he has been rested in the games against the weaker oppositions because Pep has chosen to, to flood that midfield and, and control the game more. And De Bruyne has been the sacrifice. So my question to you is, is he worth the risk? No. No. I don't think he is. I think like the price you pay and the fact you've got a Grealish or a Mahrez as an option, I wouldn't go with him. I think I think at the moment, Grealish is probably the most likely player to play two games mm. in the double. Um, maybe Mahrez as well, but I, I wouldn't go to Boyner because I think you, you're not. I mean, even if he did play both games at the moment, yeah, he, He's got he's got five goals and fourteen assists over the season. He is top over the season for extra non penalty yeah. as well. Zero point seven five over the season. Head of Salah zero point six four. Mahrez is third zero point five eight for the season. And then Grealish has got himself eleventh over the season zero point four nine. And what it was it is he on this table for? Yeah, he's twenty first. Um, so he, there's been an improvement in in Grealish's contribution in the final third recently. He's got four goals and seven assists. I, I think I'd rather go Grealish. I'd love, I I'm I'm all on the Grealish train. I really am. I mean De Bruyne, I mean look at De Bruyne, you know, points per ninety, six point seven six. That's pretty decent. But you look at where his XGI on point per ninety is compared to that points per ninety, don't quite tally up. I mean he's not in the top ten 
in terms of mids for points per 90 over the last six, despite having those those numbers. He's just not getting the points. There's something intrinsically not happening. And he did against Liverpool, fair enough. Grealish is a, is a bit of a points dodger as well. Yeah. Um, I think he's got 11 goal involvements this, this season. I'm backing him. I made a bet at the start of the season uh, with someone from one of my uh, long-running leagues that he would get 20 goal involvements this year. You've lost that bet. You think? You don't think you can get nine in the next nine? I do. No. Do you? I do. Yeah. Mm, that's a big ask. I'm not making any more bets with you. You never pay up. I pay up. Um, <laughs> the thing is, if you get in De Bruyne, you can't get Salah and Haaland, can you? That's the big factor. Whereas you, you go Salah and Haaland for the double game week, you probably, if you're going to go a City mid, you can't afford much more than a Grealish, maybe a Mahrez, but you, you're not going to be able to get to De Bruyne as well. I wouldn't afford. I haven't looked at this, but I think it'd be a tough reach to to do that. Yeah. So um, that's the factor for me. It's like, would I go De Bruyne over Salah for the double game week? No, because I think, unlike Liverpool, City have got other options, whereas Liverpool, where would you go if, if you're not getting Salah? Very difficult, I think. Yep. Uh, Nor FPM agrees with you. No chance Grealish gets 20. Well, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, Brighton mids, we've got March in 13th, 0.57, McAllister, um, has slipped quite away. He was top of this um, by by quite some distance. Uh, now he's mm. he's down in fifteenth. He has been dropping deep. It it just has been happening, and and that is the big risk with him. Um, you know, when 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 we were playing games in which we need more control in midfield, he is to sacrifice because he goes from that number ten role back into that that deep lying role, and he's absolutely amazing in that deep lying role. That's always been the problem. That's always the the thing that I've I've had a little bit against McAllister is he's so good playing as that deep line playmaker um, and he hasn't got that kind of clinical edge in in the kind of the final third so it's quite easy just to bring him back and, and have a bit more control um, in midfield so a bit of a concern with him we've got Matoma in 19th 0.4 I mean there's barely anything separating the three uh, Brighton mids um, if I was buying now uh, Matoma to me is, is just he's just so clear I mean what more can he do he's he's getting something every every week you know, I know the stats aren't quite as good as the others, but he, he no, he's the one. Right. He's the one for I me. I think you're right. I think if McAllister had stayed generating the shots to the level he was, then I think there'd be an argument, but he, he's clearly dropping away. So um, I think it's, it's, um, it is Matoma if I was going from scratch now. I've got McAllister. I'm not going to use a transfer to swap, but will I want Matoma for the doubles coming up? Yeah. Yeah, I probably do. God, what, yeah. a, what, a, what a player, honestly. What a player that guy is! I mean, he's he's, he's got he's he, I think he's got to be the best player we've ever had at Brighton. You know, I I, I can't I can't think of anyone that we've had. I mean, Bruno is, is is arguably our biggest legend. Like, there's murals dedicated to him as our captain for the promotion. But in terms of pure quality. I think Matoma is, is is the best. I don't think Neil Mopay's got something to say about that. Neil Mopay is very much down the bottom of the bloody pile. That guy. Oh, we got honestly. I just want to. I just want to frame this moment though. It's the hundredth episode of Black Box. Yeah. Brighton are top of the XG. You know, we're pushing for Europe. We've got players that we're talking about as great options. I mean, look at our, our front four: Ferguson, Matoma, McAllister, March. That they are in their absolute prime got Casado in midfield we're going to get decimated in the summer 
I just want to enjoy this moment right here before all those players leave. Oh, I get it. I get it. It's, um, you know, Brighton are a feeder club. And so, yeah, oh, it's going to go. But um, At least we've got players to be fed, unlike Forrest. Yeah, yeah. Buying everyone. Yeah, you'll probably go. You'll probably be in for Brennan, I imagine. We'll be one of the clubs. That'd be good signing. Looking at him. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah, enjoy it. I mean, I think it's, um, it's, it's fantastic seeing the players that Brighton have got, and um, yeah, I mean, I don't blame you for 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 soaking it up, but um, uh, maybe not every week. No. <laughs> <laughs> let, let me live. Let me live, Mark. It's, it's not. It's not going to last for long. Uh, just a couple of other players to mention. You got, you know, Fernandez down in twenty eighth out of midfielders. Not very good. Exxon up in nineteen zero point four. Madison, highly bought, including by myself, 0.38 over the last six. Jared Bowen as well. Um, you know, I've seen people buying him. Good good punt, I think, for the double with the two home games. Yeah, disappointing, wasn't it? But he, I mean, he has been such a disappointment this season, hasn't he? I mean, he he was he got 20 goal involvements last season for West Ham. Mm. Um, just doesn't look the player that that he was back then. Don't know what's happened. No, and, and you know, Madison... Like you said before, really pretty disappointing as well. Only one assist in the last six starts. I mean, that's. I mean, you talk about Leicester going down. If he's if if that's all he's going to generate, it, they are going to go down. Because I mean, if you said to anyone, why wouldn't Leicester get relegated? They go, well, they got Madison, don't they? Well, one assist from six starts is pretty. The thing is, you take you take Madison out of that team. Who is? I mean, Tielemans hasn't been fit. The rest of the team is awful. Like right I mean, across the, the the strikers aren't gelling. Dakari and Acho Vardy, they're in and out of the yeah. team every week. The midfield, you know, Dewsbury Hall picking up the yellow the card of the other card. It's over the season, Madison's got fifteen uh, goal involvements and twenty one starts. Excellent. Yeah. Then in the last six, one assist from yeah. six starts. So something when you need him most to pull it out, maybe it's a fitness thing. When isn't he carrying an injury? He probably is at all times. He's probably managing injuries. You all but you can't, you can't expect him to do everything every week. Like it's, it's, you know, he needs other players. Like when mm. Madison has a bit of a dip in form, what other player in that team can pick up the mantle and, and drive Leicester to a win? Oh. There's, there's no one, absolutely mm. no one in that side. Tielemans would be the only one in that team that could do it. Not only has his head probably been turned because he wanted to out in the summer anyway, but then he's had the injuries as well. Mm. I mean, Barnes has chipped in with 10 Barnes goals. Barnes has been all right. Barnes, has, Barnes has, 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 can hold his head up high, I think. But, yeah. What do you make of, what do you make of Willock? He's revival at 4-7. He's showing the kind of form now that yeah. he had on that scoring spree when oh, he first... God, he got like eight games in a row or something, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. like him. But then he was benched, wasn't he? Benched against... Um, yeah, this is against it. West Ham. They've got options. They've got so many options, Newcastle. Mm. Really, really tricky to know who's going to start. You know, Wilson, Isak are battling out for that striker spot. You know, Willett and Murphy's had a really good season. Been playing really well for them as well. Yeah, he's and, and the if midfield were, is. There's so many options in midfield. He's not really a contender for me. But if you were looking, like, I mean, I, I've got to look at it now. I think I've got, I've got to try and find a couple of players that are perhaps differential. Where are they? Where would you say they are? Do you, do you think there'll be a player um, who will come good in the last part of the season? Like, to, yeah, we talked, you know, we talked about already. I think it's Grealish. Yeah. Okay. Could be. Yeah, I mean, you don't you don't think like a Bowen or a, or no, I guess Zaha's not going to... Someone who's in a relegation team suddenly going to have a burst of five or six goals in the last seven or eight games. It can happen. It's it happened. can happen. Yeah, it can happen and, and there'll probably be one. But it, looking at this list, it, it's hard to... It's hard to go against, you know, the double Brighton mids. You know, I, I've put Grealish in there. Saka as well has been so strong. I think Salah's with, with the two home games, you know, could be decent. Um 
but these these are all players that we all know. I, I I'm struggling to see anyone who's going to emerge as a as a really strong differential for me. It makes it makes me wonder whether like if you stick with someone like an Odegaard, whether that could be a differential in itself because yeah. people are going to move away from a player like Odegaard because he doesn't have the double, and yet there is no doubt that Arsenal are going to be full tilt to the end. Well, I look at that West Ham game, you know, like, West Ham game in, in 31. And mm-hmm. I think the people that have still got, you know, the the Sackers, the Odegaards, mm-hmm. Martinelli's, you know, people are buying Jesus. He's one of the most bought bought in players yeah. this week. That could be a really profitable game for them because you know West Ham at home. I mean, look what happened against Arsenal, uh, against Newcastle. They just completely fell apart in that second half. Arsenal, yeah. Arsenal no, I, could, I, could put them to the sword. I think that might be the way I go. Is like maybe go back to Odegaard and put faith in him or something. But I've got, I've got to, do, I've got to do something a little bit different. I can't, I can't just go the Brighton mids and Salah because everyone's going to yeah. go that. So you've, you've got to find something, haven't you? So yeah. um, an Odegaard or Martinelli might be the way to go because I don't think many will go back that way because they'll be, they'll be turned, their heads will be turned by the double game week. But you know, I, I think that an Arsenal player in a single game week with a good fixture can easily outscore the double game weaker. It's just yeah, you mm. need that luck, Claire. Mm. Yeah. Uh, forwards. Let's take a look at some of these. Callum Wilson at the top of that. Excellent double game week for him. If anyone had him, fair play. <laughs> Obviously, there's the huge risk with him and, and Isak, who's in ninth in terms of XGI, nine point ninety. Wilson with 1.07, Isak with 0.61. I mean, Isak gifted a goal by, by Fabianski. West Ham in that game. Jesus. Like, they can only hope that that's all their mistakes out their system for the rest of the season because it was absolutely disastrous. I mean, like, I've never seen a team capitulate with errors in the way they did. And see, the West Ham fans were leaving with like 20 minutes to go. Oh. It's like emptying. It's like, blimey. I mean, the thing was at half time, they were, they were 2 1 down, playing well. In the game, yeah. Yeah, I thought that they could yeah. go on and, and get another one, and then I, I can't, I can't remember a team making that many individual errors. I mean, Aguirre no. with, with Fabianski, Kerra was awful in that second half as well. Re- yeah, really and, it, and even even like the Joe Linton goal when he was played on side, that's an error as well. It's, it's not coming error. out. It's yeah. like, and 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 the, and the West Ham fans. You know, I mean, of course, it was four or five one, and I guess you can't blame them. But it's it, that ground is hard to get. You know, it's hard to have that. There's no intimacy with the crowd there. So Moyes needs that home backing because they could get dragged back into it. From mm. what I saw, so mm. yeah, it, it's that was poor. That was bad. I mean, Newcastle were a good side. I mean, Forest saw that, but they they beat us two one, and they scored last minute. They, at least we made them fight yeah. for it. So I look at West Ham and think they're not out of it yet. Based on what I saw there. So, yeah. No, yeah. agreed. Um, I've highlighted Alvarez in second, just because mm-hmm. he's, not only because his XGI on Planet 90 is higher, I don't think he's a, he's a real option for us fantasy wise. But does his form make Haaland a less good option? Possibly, yeah. I mean, I, and this is it. It's like the European. They, I mean, Pep must know that he can beat most teams without Haaland. Mm. I mean, the, they, they're used to playing without that. So good. So good against Liverpool. Yeah, so he must know that he doesn't have to push Haaland to play every game, even though he's got a title to go to fight for. Um, and the European situation is is obviously the factor, isn't it? Um, yeah, I, I I don't know whether I'm going to move for Haaland this week. I look at it and think, well, if I don't go this week, I've got to go next week, and Kane's got Kane will have to go for me. Um, Same to do it in one move. Kane's got Bournemouth next week. He's got Brighton this week. So which which game would I 
you know, if I keep him this week because he's playing Brighton, he could easily blank and then I'll, I'll be getting rid of him for the Bournemouth game. So I've yet to decide what to do. Um, and I guess there's a lot of people in that boat as well. I could easily hold and then see how. I mean, to, Tony to Haaland is the, is the most common transfer I'm seeing mm. from FPL world. Tony's down in 17, 0.49. Loves a goal against the kind of top six sides. The United game was a bit of a blip. I think he scored in all these other games against some of the top mm. sides um, this you know this year. But obviously he's got the, the nine yellows. He's got this impending gambling ban, uh, which is coming at some point. So I can see why people are looking to jump off him. Kane's got Bournemouth at home in a few weeks. So I think if you've got both... Tony is is the one that yeah. I would I would be losing. It's because um, of the nine cards, isn't it? That's why. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, Kane's oh, down in nineteenth. Um, mm. You know the the penalty. The, the penalty mask such a poor Spurs performance. It really did against Everton. They were they were so bad in, in that game. Conte's gone. There doesn't seem to be any identity to that team at the moment. Um, They've got no doubles. I can see why people are losing Kane, and, that, and that's the move I'm I'm looking at doing is is Kane to Haaland. Yeah, I I think that um, it makes sense. I think it's just Haaland's minutes, but I guess he doesn't need many minutes, and it's um it's a good fixture Southampton away, isn't it? I mean, he should get on the pitch, and in fifteen twenty minutes, he could get you a goal quite easily against Southampton. So, I think that um, I think that's what I'm going to do, regardless mm. of whether I think Haaland starts. I think it's still a move worth doing. Good stats for a lot of these forwards. I mean, Ferguson's in eighth, 0.62. That's high. There are some concerns around his minutes. He's our first choice striker, I think. But mm. there are, you know, he's he's 18 years old, and Welbeck has does has been playing well when he's come in. So there's still a bit of a threat of rotation. But he's he's 4.6 million. Top with Ferguson, he takes up that Brighton spot. Takes up that second mid spot. Yeah, and ideally you, know. you want Steele. Or a stupid Ann and two mids, don't and two you? Two mids, yeah. But I, I I do like Ferguson as an option. Um Watkins is in seventh, not point six four, it's high. You know, Havertz not point six five. Yeah, you know, these are these are good underlying numbers for the for the forwards. And what is so good about the forwards is when they score, they get bonus. I mean, look at the amount of players that came off the bench and, and got bonus over the double game week. I think Mateta played four minutes or something and, and got bonus in that game. Um, you know, players even you know they don't the the, the bonus point system is structured towards giving well forwards, it, it, forwards if you're if you're Watkins or Marteta and you're playing in a team which doesn't have people that are magnets for BPS then yeah because Watkins scores he's most often going to get the bonus because there's not defenders who necessarily generate BPS in a clean sheet so as you know you look at um, you look at other teams I mean Tony's the same isn't he he's not in, in that Brentford team who's going to accumulate BPS. They haven't got a midfield creator or a attacking fullback who's putting in loads of crosses who's going to capture BPS on a clean sheet. So it depends on the team. But yeah. But uh, to, put, to put it in context, Mateta played four minutes in that yeah. game against Leicester at the weekend. He scored the goal. He got 26 on the BPS and that was free bonus. So yeah. you're right. that that's 26 BPS is quite low to get... That, yeah. that many bonus points but at the same time to shoot in four minutes to shoot up to 26 bps just that goal just one goal if you look at ferguson uh, by contrast he has scored four goals in the last six games and he's only got one bonus point and the reason why is because he's playing in a team with McAllister, march and, <laughs> and matoma right yeah. so it only applies to strikers who are playing in teams where there aren't competitors for the bonus mm. and 
And you look at Watkins at Villa, Tony at Brentford, they haven't really got too much competition. I think you'd, you'd still expect 26 BPS to be in and around one bonus, though, wouldn't you, right? Maybe, maybe. But About Palace 30 would be... Palace are devoid of well, anyone. Yeah. I mean, like even like Zaha's their best player, and he, he loses the ball so often, he gets minus figures for BPS, doesn't he? So, yeah, it, it depends on the profile of the team, definitely. But... Yeah, if you Watkins, that's why Watkins is so good as like Tony. He's a consistent point scorer, and, and he, when he scores, he should get at least two bonus. So, well, Tony got three bonus in the three all draw against Brighton, for example. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah, it's, it's definitely way too much. I don't know why I'm going on about Mateta. Like he's not, he's not even on this list. I don't think. <laughs> if, if I haven't played enough minutes, he's fourth. Yeah. Oh, there he is. Oh, fourth. Okay. What two starts? Yeah. What a goal! What a goal it was against Leicester, though. Love that. Mm. Clever touch, little turn, boom. I can only dream of doing that in Game Week 39. Uh, predictions. The predictions are a bit moot. Not going to lie, Mark. You've, you've missed out on so many now. You're about 30 predictions behind me. Um, and I've gone below 50%, so, yeah, I'm willing to call it. Uh, <laughs> let's just, let's it. just, we can just call the season. Yep. Yeah. No, no, no. We'll keep going, keep going. You I, you haven't improved, so we'll definitely keep going. Um, you're at 46%, so you haven't got much better, have you? Well, I've been missing, so well, let's see how we do this week. It's been, see. It's been a bloody nightmare. Uh, come to the fixtures. Um, let's just go through these. So United, Everton, uh, first of all. I've gone for a 2-0 United. You've gone for a 1-0. I thought about this for a while because I, I saw a lot I liked from Everton in that game against Spurs. I thought the pressing was top tier. Some of the best pressing I've seen in any <coughs> game this season. Um, and that has been United's Achilles heel. But then Brentford couldn't really get that going against them and United won that game 1-0 United is just a different beast at home so I've just gone for a comfortable United win in the end yeah I it's 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 effort not providing the goal for it I think which persuades me that United will win this but um I don't think it'll be an easy game because as we've seen um with Deitch Everton can put a barrier up and yeah I'll, I've gone for a sneaky 1-0 um I think United win I just don't see Everton scoring sneaky 1-0 uh, Villa Forest, very rare for you to go for a Forest loss, but you have. You've gone for 2-1 Villa. I've gone for 3-0 Villa. We're so poor away from home. Mm. I mean, when is it going to change? Is it going to change? I mean, it's just so frustrating because at home, there's you can see the fight in the players and, they, and they've at least got an idea and a system of how they want to play. And it's all about, obviously, countering. But away from home, you'd think counter-attack would be effective, but... We're just so meek. We're so we lack so much confidence, and when we do win the ball and transition, we don't do it with any degree of bravery. I mean, for me, I think Shelby's got to play. I think yeah. Shelby's one player that has got. He always looks for a killer ball, maybe sometimes, but at least he shows courage when he's in possession. He looks for a pass that's going to be incisive. Where we got got so many players who just look to pass sideways or pass back and we end up just passing it back to the centre-backs for the full-backs to eventually just knock it long. There's no building through midfield because none of the midfield want it. No one wants the ball. Shelby's the one who at least comes and gets it, looks up and tries to find an incisive pass. So for me, let's play Shelby. I actually think the front three, Dennis Johnson and Gibbs White, can cause teams problems. So I think we might get a goal and we might hopefully at last see a bit of fight away from home. We'll it's see. bizarre, isn't it? Because they've asked Cooper about it and he's addressed it and said, look, we know we need to do better, we're working on it, blah, blah, blah. But nothing he seems to do works. There doesn't seem to be any 
No, and that's strange. why he's, that's why his job's in question. I mean, like, I I can defend him all I like, but you'd think by now he would come up with a system, even with a much changed squad with new players. He's got them playing in a decent way at home, but away from home, you'd think his job is to get a system and a set of tactics that mm. can get results away from home. And for one reason or another, he's had no success and there's been no sign of improvement. I, It's not like we've seen it gradually get better. It's every away game, it's the same. And that's why it's hard to go, well, you can't, you can see why the owner's going, well, where's the progress away from home? Yep. He should be able to by now at least instill some kind of stubbornness away from home if it's not you know, goals at least look hard to beat, but we just don't. Yep. Brentford Newcastle. Pope gone for a Newcastle win. I've gone for two one, you've gone for a three one. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think Newcastle at the moment look yeah, so impressive. Strong. Yeah. Uh and you know, they've got Isaac and Wilson are both fighting to get in that team, so you think there's goals there. So I think that's a I think that's a sure far away win. Yep. Brentford Brentford are kind of seeing out the season now. They've they've overachieved and they're probably fall back to like a ninth and 10th position and settle there and they'll be happy with that more than happy with that they were so lucky against us <laughs> just get free you know mm. and you know they, the the goals they got were clever you no know, free kick a corner all that kind of stuff but mm. we created enough chances in that game to win that game comfortably yeah very frustrating uh full west ham we've gone opposite here i've gone for west ham when you've gone for a full win yeah, I mean, this is Fulham without Mitrovic. When that Mitrovic band did a lot of Forest Rocks, a load of good, didn't it? Because I look at this and think, with Mitrovic, Fulham win this game quite easily. Without him, it's going to be a struggle. I think that I think Fulham have got it in them to nick a goal still, and I don't know, I don't know where the West Ham goals come from. Um, and and I think you've got to look at that result against Newcastle. I think that it might impact them. Mm-hmm. So. It, this is a very tough one to call. It's definitely Garden Centre if this was a live game. No <laughs> doubt about I that. Think, I, think that, I just think there'd be, there'd be some reaction from West Ham uh, in this one. And, yeah. and I think Fulham's a good, a good opponent without Mitrovic. Oh, God, yeah. He's, yeah. like you say, he, he's we know how important he is to the system. Um, mm-hmm. And I think West Ham will, will just take it. Uh, Leicester Bournemouth, you've got Garden Centre. You've gone for a nil-nil uh, with this one. I didn't know what to do with this one. I don't think it'll be a draw. I think one team will... will We'll nick it 1-0. I've gone for Leicester. I just think that they'll be happy to just play. I mean, Leicester need a win, don't they? Yeah. So I think Bournemouth, it's, it's, let's not lose this. And it's a disaster if they don't win this Leicester, for Leicester. Well, they're in, they are in trouble if they don't yeah. win that. I mean, like, but, I, but the thing is, Bournemouth could easily go and win that. I mean, like mm-hmm. this, the way Leicester are in terms of confidence and Bournemouth... Okay. Well, like you say, it's the system. Bournemouth have got a system. They're good from set yeah. pieces. They've got Solanke mm. up front. They know to play to him. Mm. Leicester haven't got that. It's no, get, no the ball to Mas- get the ball to Madison and hope for the best. Yeah, and he's what he's not and doing, he's not, and he's not delivering. Yeah. So I think, you know, I, I think if anyone's going to win it, I think I'd back Bournemouth to be honest. Mm. Yeah, but I've gone for nil nil. Yeah. Suppose Brighton. I've gone for a one nil Brighton. You've gone for a one all. We're a better team. We're a better team than Spurs. We should win this game. We scored loads of goals away from home. We're going to put them under pressure. They won't be able to deal with it. Come on. This is it. This is a fucking massive game for us, this one. And I think we've got enough. I think we've got a better midfield. I think we've got a better attack. Defence is both pretty poor. <laughs> They've got Kane, right. which is the I'm worry. having a coughing fit because you've reached the threshold of mentions of Brighton. And so I can't <laughs> take more of it. 
I tried to play it, play it off. That won't, won't, won't come through in the pod. But yeah, Mark was literally dying. <laughs> Coughing my heart up there. Um, yeah, I, I guess there's that one that's hard to call. Um, I think you'll take a draw there. I, I, I just think that, yeah, you'll score first, they'll peg you back and they'll... You'll, yeah, they'll... that sounds likely, to be fair. <laughs> I'm backing it. I'm backing the win. Uh, Wolves-Chelsea. I struggle with this one as well. I... I wanted to give it to Chelsea, but I just I think Wolves score at home, and then I just can't see Chelsea getting two at the moment. You've gone for Chelsea, no, two, I've gone I, for a one-all. I can't back Wolves to get anything from this game because I just don't want to back Wolves full stop. But no. um, <laughs> after what I saw at the City Ground, um, I I wasn't impressed with Wolves. I wasn't impressed with them. Uh, they don't look like scoring. And they look like if you've got something about you, you can score goals against them. Forrest should have scored more than one goal. Um, yeah, you're right about Chelsea. It's like, where are the goals coming from in that team? But I think that Wolves have got mistakes in them. Um, so I think that they, they're capable of scoring two goals. I, I Maybe where are Wolves? I, I, I just think Chelsea will have too much and they'll win this game. I actually think Wolves won't score now, looking at it. I probably should have gone 1-0 Chelsea or 2-0 Chelsea, but... I think Chelsea win this. I, th- I think I think Wolves score. I think Wolves score. So I, I think Chelsea need to. You could be right with the two one. Uh, Southampton City both gone for comprehensive yeah, City yeah. wins. Three nil for me. Four nil for you. Hard to see anything else, isn't it? it really. Is. If if it was nestled around the Champions League games, you'd think maybe there could be a bit of rotation, be a bit leggy. City aren't as good away from home as they are at home. But Southampton are really poor. Just really, really, really poor. I mean the West the West Ham game sums it up, doesn't it? They lose to West Ham and then West Ham get smashed by Newcastle in the next game. Yeah, I it's funny because like you know, Southampton, Forest, Bournemouth, if they're the three that go, they none of them have looked like whipping boys for any sustained period mm. of time. But you still look at them in any game at the moment and go, well, maybe not Bournemouth, but certainly Southampton and Forest at the moment, and it's hard to see how they're gonna get a result. Um and Southampton at home to City. No. I mean in seasons gone past, Southampton have had a bit about them and cause cause City mm. problems. I think they have done in the past, but I just don't see it in this game. I don't know where where the goals are going to come from, and they look somewhat naive at the back. Um, and I think they'll have far too much for them. Yep. Leeds Palace, we've got an opposite here. They've gone for a Palace yeah. Hodgson effect. You've gone for a one 0 Leeds. Yeah, I like Leeds. I wouldn't want them to go down. Um, so, and I think that um, they've looked good under the new regime. And he's playing them in a more pragmatic way, so I think they're they're not conceding as much as they they did do under pre, under Marsh and Bielsa, of course. Palace, where are the goal's going to come from, that's always a problem with them. So I think one 0 Leeds is where it's going to go. And then the big game of the week <coughs> is Liverpool Arsenal. We've both gone different directions here. Liverpool, what? I've gone for a Liverpool win. On the basis that Liverpool, you can't predict them, and they've got the talent to do it. And yeah, Liverpool at home. Are, 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 are a bit of a different animal. Yeah, I, I, I'm. I'm backing Klopp, giving a dressing down to those first team players, and then reinstating them in this game. And I, I want. I really want Arsenal to win the league, but I think there's going to be a slip up or two from them. Whereas I don't think we're going to see that from City, and it's going to make it close. That City Arsenal game is going to be so key, and Liverpool will have the edge on Arsenal historically at, at Anfield. And it plays a part. The crowd are going to be up for it. It's going to be a really, really exciting game. I've, I've just, I've just tipped it to Liverpool. I mean, going on form, obviously Arsenal are the, the, the ones you'd back, 
But I, th- I think they could be an upset here. I think Liverpool nick it. Don't see it. Arsenal no. too good, I think. Yeah, yeah, they'll be ready for this. They, they'll have too much for that Art Liverpool defence. Um, I think Art Liverpool score, and there'll be periods in the game where Liverpool are in it. But I think Arsenal will just find the killer touch more than once, and in that game, not at a canter, but I don't see Liverpool having enough to keep them out. That's the thing. It's defence. Yeah. And, and Arsenal have got certainly got enough to to keep. Not a malfunctioning Liverpool attack, but I don't think it's a fluid Liverpool attack. Well, Arsenal, Saka, Odegaard, Jesus, bat is too good. They know what they're doing. They're going to dismantle Liverpool, I think. We've seen it before, though. I mean, we saw... I mean, before before the United game, we both backed United to win that game. And they didn't. We've seen them against Arsenal... Uh, against Newcastle, sorry. And they won that game kind of in the, in the last few minutes. Yeah, they've got it in them. They've got, got it in them, them but... It, but I, you're talking about Arsenal here, who are... It would be a shock, but not not every game can can go the way we think it's going to go. And I think, right. I, I think they could, they could be they could be an upset this week. I could be completely wrong. I've had a, I've now had a bottle of prosecco, so yeah. And you got forty six percent success rate on your predictions this season. Well, so just saying. Some point in the chat that a coin flip would be better than us. Accurate. Charming. <laughs> yeah. Arguably, yeah. Arguably, uh, captains this week. Look at the captain matrix for the next like five weeks. Harland, Harland, Saka, Harland, Harland. Yeah. Good, nice to have that back. Uh, I think Rashford v Everton's a, a great option. I think Watkins v Forest is a great option this week, um, as well. But Madison v Bournemouth potentially would have been a few weeks ago, but not so much now. It's Harland or Rashford for me. And, and this is why when you're talking about well, when do we get Harland back, you, you've got to think about it because not only the double in 34, but even before that, even 33 at home to Arsenal. Yes, there are other options, but, you know, Rashford at Spurs, maybe. Salah at West Ham, you're not going to do that. Brighton player at Way at Forest, you might do that if you don't support Nottingham Forest. Which, <laughs> so, but there's no there's no real massive candidate that leaps out even in 33 when Haaland plays Arsenal. I guess you've got the Arsenal game at home at Southampton. You definitely want to have Saka or the like for that. I mean, if you haven't got Saka, you're going to yeah, worry. Yeah, that's a good point. But Haaland... Looking at that, you, I think you've got to have him. I think you've got to have him because you've you've got to have him ahead of 34. But even before that, there's a very strong cut. I mean, Haaland at home to Leicester could do damage. I guess it depends on expected minutes, but we know he can do enough in, in a, an appearance off the bench. So, yeah, this just says to me that if he doesn't come back this week, he's got to come back next week. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. Uh, looking at the data, captain's... Data so over the season, Harlem's obviously top. Makes you on a bit of a 90 of 0.8. You've got De Bruyne 0.75, Salah 0.64, Kane quite a drop off 0.53. Over the last six, De Bruyne. I mean, mm. well, I, I experimented at the start of the season with De Bruyne over Harland. Um, it was awful the first week, great the second week, and then awful, 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 awful yeah. until I eventually caved and, and bought Harland in. Um, mm. I think there's, like like we talked about earlier, I think there's too much of a risk with him given that he's been benched previously against these kind of lower end of the table um, players. I mean, Watkins is the is the interesting one. I mean, you know, 0.64, a shot on penalty for 90, guaranteed 90 minutes, whereas Haaland potentially isn't. And Haaland has had a worse non-penalty XGI of 0.58 than, than Watkins in his appearances. He, I mean, Haaland is back in training. He's He's... he's, he's you know, he, he, there's training pictures of him today linking up with De Bruyne and playing well. I think it's pretty 
certain he's going to start that match. I'd be amazed if he dropped out of this one. Um, he's the opposite captain choice for me. But I mean, Watkins is is a, is a is a intriguing option, right? Yeah, if I you know again, I can't back Watkins as a Forest fan. Um, really, I don't want to do that. But if I wasn't, uh, Watkins would definitely be in my consideration. I think for most, he will be as well. I mean, Rashford is the way to go. I think if you must go a differential, and I probably. I probably will think about that. Um, I think if Harlan was a certain starter, certain to get 70, 80 minutes, you wouldn't go against him. And if Europe wasn't a thing as well, I mean, Pep's going to have one eye on that uh, from now until the end of the season if they go deeper into Champions League. I'll probably go Rashford, I think. Mm. Oh, really? Over Harlan? Well, you so. bring Harland in and... and possibly, Captain yeah. Rashford. Yeah, yeah possibly. Because it's like, well, I'll be keeping Kane against Brighton. And I don't want the dilemma of having to sell Kane against Bournemouth, really. Um, don't know. It's going to go to the wire, but I think I, I've got to. I don't really want to go Harlan captain when the majority will go that way. Mm. And I think Rashford at home to Everton is a decent differential without taking a huge risk. Yeah. Yep. Uh, looking at the opponents over the season, Bournemouth are the worst, both into well over the season and the last six. So that promotes Madison as an option, but. Like we've talked about, he hasn't delivered attacking wise. No. The stats aren't that amazing. It's his typical oh, case. Now, Everton, second worst over the season and last six. That obviously mm. promotes Rashford. Yeah. Um, you know, Forrester there as well. Uh, it's actually quite consistent over the season and the last six. I think actually it's completely consistent. Look at that. That's a perfect seven. It is. Um, yeah. All in a row. Um, so, you know, Forrester, a third from third worst if you are looking at Watkins. Southampton a fourth, which is surprising given how poor they've been and how many few points they've got. But defensively, they had their moments. They've been in the top four for a bit in terms of those defensive numbers mm. um, as well. And then Arsenal, you know, have been really good defensively. So they're right down the bottom. So if you're thinking of Salah or Nunes, might be worth. I, I, as I said, I, I think it, it's between Haaland and Rashford for me, potentially Watkins. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's those three, isn't it? And I think if I. If I wasn't a Forest fan, I'd probably go as far as going Watkins just for the differential. I think he will score. Yeah. Um, but I think Rashford will. I mean, I, I don't. I, if if I thought that Haaland was going to play eighty-five minutes, I would definitely go Haaland because I'd be scared not to. But I think mm. Rashford, Rashford or Watkins are, especially if you're trying to push for rank, um, then they're good options this week. You can you can bet against Haaland, I think, and the risk isn't as as huge as it would be next week when he's settled back in the team and it's home to Leicester. And I think yeah. Leicester could capitulate, couldn't they, at the Etihad. That's the worry. And it could be a massive score. So, And he's got that extra week of training, which you'd think will help. So, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm going to go Rashford, I think. Yeah, good. Uh, right, let's come on to your team. I'm going to leave you with your team because I have got to go for a week. This bottle of Prosecco has gone... Gone right through you. Gone yeah. right through me. So I'll leave yeah. you to talk about your team and then I'll come back in two minutes and decimate it. Yeah, okay. Decimate, will you? Okay, we'll see. Um, yeah, it's all right. It's okay. I mean, I've, the shore injury is um, was unforeseen and it would have looked strong without that, but it's likely that he's not going to... I mean, from what I saw um, today, the reports I saw today, he's, a ma he's going to be a major doubt, I imagine. So I think I'm going to have to try and figure out, do I want McAllister in or Botman? And I probably will go McAllister in because of the penalties. Um, and yeah, as... as as says, away from home, Brighton are showing plenty of ambition. So I don't think it's too bad to play McAllister. And then 
it's the it's the Chelsea double up, uh, triple up at, at Wolves that could easily go awry. Of course, one Wolves goal and it all goes out the window. But actually, I do I do think Chelsea could keep a clean sheet there. And in Chilwell and James, you've always got attacking attacking chance, haven't you? Um, so I'm okay playing that. And then midfield is fine. Uh, you in any other week, you'd think Madison and Bruno would be strong. Home to Bournemouth, home to home to Everton. Uh, form would suggest that Madison probably won't get anything and Fernandes is playing really deep, so perhaps they're both going to blank, but I don't mind taking them in. Rashford probably will be captain. Saka at Liverpool, you, you're always going to play him and then up front, Watkins and Kane, really strong, but Kane will probably probably make way for Haaland. So I think overall, with McAllister coming in for sure, I'm all right with that. It's a lot hinging on whether Wolves score at home to Chelsea. If they don't, then I'm in for a good game week, I think. So, I'm all right. I'm okay. I'm glad I wore the suit trousers. Why? Because you went out, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there's people asking if if we were in jeans or or whatever. You've... uh, Yeah. yeah, I'm not going to say what you you wore. (laughs) I'm wearing wearing pyjama bottoms, yeah. (laughs) I'm I'm manscaped in pyjama bottoms. No, I'm not. I'm in in jeans. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I did go full suit. Um, You did? Yeah, like I said. I don't. I don't really have anything to rip into your team, by the way. It's you wildcarded like what two weeks ago, so it's looking pretty good. It's all right, isn't it? I think Shaw won't play. McAllister will come in, but I'm okay playing McAllister at Spurs. You think that's all right, don't you? You might get a pen, mightn't he? He might be a little bit deeper, but it's all right. Yeah. Would you play McAllister over Botman and Johnson? Bot, you've got Botman. Botman. I have got Botman at Brentford. Oh yeah, we're well, not playing them though. You're on the bench. Oh, you, you're talking about bench order. Yeah, no, if Shaw's not playing... Oh, I see. McAllister to come in, yeah, right? Yeah, you play McAllister. Yeah, that's what yeah, I think as well. Yeah, you got it. Although you do think um, Forrest are going to score, and if they're going to score, Shaw yeah, to Johnson. Yeah, there is a point where you have to let head rule heart, don't you? So while I'd mm. love to go Johnson, it's not like Johnson's going to go mad and get a hat-trick, is he? So, no, I think okay, you're fine. might miss out on a goal. You're but fine I think to keep Shaw, because I, I, don't, I don't think it's, it's a long-term injury for him, and you've got... Any three of those players could come in and potentially do a job for you. So yeah, and it'll be Kane to Haaland. I think I probably will do it. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, uh, yeah. my team. Uh, so I'm sub. So it's not massively dissimilar to yours. It's, it's you know, there's a lot of us have the same teams. Kepa, Chilwell, uh, Trippier, Henry. Not not ideal playing him, but Simon Zinchenko or Botman, uh, Salah, Rashford, Madison, Matoma, Kane, Watkins, Tony. So yeah, I mean Kane to Haaland's my obvious move for a free. Um that is probably what I'm gonna do unless You're I, not gonna wildcard. Well, I've got a wildcard team here. Which I'll show you. So if I was gonna wildcard, this is the so I, I did a video for Scout earlier. I made mm. a couple of changes off the back of that. This is probably the kind of thing that I'd wildcard into. So it's about six changes. So I'd bring in De Gea for Kepper, essentially, because I think he's he's the goalkeeper of choice between now and the end of the season. Uh, I'd bring in Stones because um, I've been talking about him. Um, I'd bring back Saka in for Madison, although I think Madison v Bournemouth is, isn't a bad game, but I, I want Saka for that um, West Ham game. And, you know, I we don't need to talk about Saka. He's, he's fantastic. Uh, I'd bring Grealish in as that kind of left field punt. Uh, and then I'd bring in like a Stupinian instead of Steel, for example, because I couldn't play De Gea and Steel in those games they've got. Yeah. I bring in Van Dyke as a kind of a Liverpool cover for the good fixtures they've got and the, and the double home game. Um, 
and yeah, and I'll go for Kane over Salah if Salah's got that kind of injury. If if Salah's fit, then then he'd be instead of Kane. So it's it's not incredibly exciting. It's it's just making a couple of tweaks here and there. But I don't really know at what point I'm going to be. I don't think there's any going to be any point in this season with the team that I've got that I'm going to be making 10, 11 changes. No, so, you know. So this team lets me get in. I think is the best goalkeeper. It lets me triple up on City when people are going to go in for one. It lets me keep. It lets me kind of optimize what I think is the Brighton. Um, you know, three to have, which is Matoma, McAllister and Estepinian. And it lets me get Saka back in because that Madison experiment was a bit of a disaster. So it's not massively exciting, but I think it does strengthen me for the running. Yeah, I guess your only fear is you're going to wildcard away from a better score is the is the one fear, isn't it? That, yeah, that I mean, who, I mean, if Salah's not fit though, then there's, there isn't really anyone. Yeah, it's like you said, you almost want Salah to be ruled out so it triggers it. Exactly. I mean, looking at this team, I mean, who are the players that could out, you know, I think I think De Gea is better than, than Kepper. Uh, you know, Tony, you know, could go off, but realistically shouldn't. I'm bringing Saka back in. You know, Madison could do well. I mean, there's always potential. Man, it's but... Madison, Salah, Tony, the ones that could do damage, yeah. right? Um, and I guess like Kepper could keep a clean sheet of walls easily. Um, so you're not. It, it's not going to destroy that wildcard team. I wouldn't have thought. You might come out a loss, but you'd be unlucky to. So if Salah's fit. I keep this team, I think, and I wildcard game week thirty-three. Yeah, okay, All right. If Salah's not fit, if we don't, and you know, if there's kind of doubts around him, I think it just makes sense to to move that money out and and. and I guess what I'd say is the closer you can wildcard to thirty-four, the exactly. better. Especially with Liverpool as well. Like yeah. we we know a bit more about what team is going to play, what Klopp's thoughts are, that kind of stuff. So, so City as well. It's like you know, Pep's changes like the weather, doesn't he? So at the moment, you think well, Grealish looks a sore bet, but that could easily change if. Now Foden clicks again, and you wouldn't have thought that would happen, but you just never know. We've seen, we've seen favourites come and go for Pep all season, mm. and Greedish at the moment is flavour of the month and looks nailed on. But we said that previously about Foden, and he that evaporated. So, I think the closer you can play the wildcard of thirty-four, the better yeah. for City as well, because you just the, the, the key. The key moment of Greedish was that tackle he made. In yeah, when game, he, in the game against Liverpool, when he came in from you know. Yeah, you can see Pep loving that, can't yeah. you? Yeah, I, I I think that um, yeah, I guess it's just underwhelming when you're only playing when you're only changing five or six. But like you said, at this stage of season, when are you going to be wanting to change exactly. more anyway? So yeah, I mean, I look at this team and I don't think it it's it needs a wild card. I mean, Kane to Haaland is is an easy move. Henry isn't ideal, but it's only a defender. It's not the end of the world. The rest mm. of the team's pretty solid. So mm. if I was if if someone sent me this team and was like, do I need to wild card this week? I'd say no. Say no. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But. I think there is potential in, in some of the upgrades I can make. But yeah, we'll see what happens with some of the, um, yeah. the news. Yeah, a couple of greens, hopefully, for us. We'll keep creeping up. Yeah, I think so. Free hit, What's your free hit 32? Yeah, I mean, that's a given, I think, isn't it? With with the way it's set up, it just falls so nicely yeah. to, to make, you know, build your team for 34, free hit and 32. Um, if you haven't got the free hit left, it's really tricky because you, it just hamper what you can build towards 34 because of the blanks. So, yeah. But I think in our situation and in many people's situation, that's the right route to go. Um, what's your target then? 50K? Yeah. I, mm. I think 50, 50K is uh, is a good target because it's not crazy high. It's kind of like achievable. Um, I'll be really happy if I got it. Mm. Um, if you were to offer me top 100K at this point and just move on to next season, I'd probably take it. <laughs> yeah, me too. I mean, like if I can get top 100K, I'd be delighted with yeah. that. Um, I just want the back of this season, really. I, I, 
I, I look at the last nine game weeks. Nothing really excites me, sadly. I don't, you know, I, I will have to try and do something different with the free hit. Hope that I can try and go into 34 or one or two differentials. But I don't look at it at the moment and think, oh, there's real potential to get on some differentials between now and the end of the season. I think it's really, we, we had a look at it earlier when we tried to go, where's the differential? And it's like, well, the best we could come up with was going back to Arsenal when perhaps others won't. It's not easy, I don't think, for, to make up ground. So I think I'm going to struggle to get 100k, but mm. we'll see. It could all change. Like, a differential might emerge in the next few weeks. We'll see. I've got a question. I was listening to uh, Five Live and they do this thing, which is like they offer you a choice of mm. of something happening, but there's always a catch, right? Yeah, go on. Okay. Well, you, your your cat your your thing is you uh, you beat me this season. Yeah. So you you overtake this 44 points and and finish mm. ahead of me, but we yeah. we both finish outside the top 100k. You take oh, it. I'll take that all day, yeah. <laughs> no hesitation whatsoever. I don't mind finishing outside the top 100k if I beat you at all. Good. No joke. I love that all day. Good. Yeah. Didn't even ask where we finished. We could both be a million. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I don't. I don't want to go two one down to you, which is what it will be, right? If you this season, yeah. it'd be two one. So. um I've got, I've got to get that first season was horrible. Being yeah, it's, you. It's, uh, it puts the pressure on going in 2-1 down next season. I'm not giving up hope of catching you. I think I've got my work cut out, but you know, you could easily just get it all wrong and collapse. <laughs> you, know me, <laughs> you know me well. <laughs> Easily. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I will say at this stage, we've got 1,009 people watching uh, live, which is amazing. Um, about a quarter of those have liked the video, uh, the stream. Please do give us a like. Uh, we do appreciate it. Do give us a subscribe as well if you haven't yeah, already. If you're new around here, if you're new, you, you might have around. noticed uh, yeah. Mark's uh, little thing in the background hasn't updated. Twenty nine point one k. I know. I've changed my, uh, my. I called that, didn't I? Yeah, you did absolutely. Techie old as he knows his tech. He really does. He's come on a bundle. Since come a long stuff. way since you've been off everybody's <laughs> stream. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Very uh, Yep, and we'll come on to the Black Box Leagues now. Um, Ali Jahangarov is still top of this. He had a bit of a disappointing week, though. Uh, 116. I think he'd already played the bench boost. Um, but he is still... Oh, yeah. Look at the game week scores. Yeah, massive. So he was the lowest in the top 10 with 116. He's still 22 points ahead of Joanne. Uh, how's Owen uh, in seconds? 139. But yeah, I mean, massive scores. Oyson Valovic, Mark Bleakley, Vinny Kang, Chris Glover... Vicky Davis, Alex Keaton, Alex Jones, <laughs> <laughs> and Tom Appadell, all with mm. scores over 135. Yeah, um, yeah big, big week. Um, but Ali, you know, it's not a good week for him, but it wasn't a disastrous week. He's hanging yeah. on, though. Where is he in the world? Where in the world? Where is Ali he? Ali Jonah Grove. <laughs> Doesn't really have a ring to it. Doesn't at all, no. Let's see where he is. He might be. Might I, be think he's, I think he's like third. He's fifth. Okay, this is FBL Guns, who was on, um, he's been on a few videos. He was on Focals, wasn't he? Was mm. it Focals? Was yep. It? Yeah. Yep. Um, so he's fifth in the world, very much still in this. Um, it'd be great um, for him to be a black box winner. So, I mean, he's, um, he's fifth in the world, but eight points behind first. So he's only in our league and mate's league at the moment, and yet he was on Focals videos. So he's, you know, that's good mm. of him. That's very yeah. good. Lo he, loyal. <laughs> he's on chasing green arrows which is uh Gianni's, uh league as well so um yeah there you go oh ali went for a madison captain did he mm. oh, if he brave. did if he'd captain the matoma rashford 
Mm. That is, I mean, looking at his team, I mean, he's got Jao Felix um, in there as well. Tyrone Mings, he's still got Martinelli. Yeah, he, he kind of risked it a bit. Mm. Um, shame. Yeah, fair play to him, though. Uh, you know, if I was fifth in the world, I think I'd be playing safe with the Rashford captain, but he, he went something mm. different. So that could pay off. We'll see. We'll see. We saw it last season, didn't we? Um, when the, uh, the, the winner took a few risks at the end, he captained Son a few times and it came in for him. So, yep. uh, yeah, Jamie it was who did that and that won him the title. So Absolutely. we'll see if uh, we'll see if Ali does the same. It's always fascinating, isn't it? When you get to this stage of the season, you start paying attention to the teams at the top and, and what they do. And, you know, we've never been there. And so we don't know how we'd play it. But it, I always find it fascinating to see try and get into the minds of those who are kind of trying to win the thing and what they do. Um, so I'll be watching what Ali gets up to and see if he stays that brave. Yeah. And if he does, I hope it wins it for him. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, coming on to a more somber note, uh, a charity that Mark and I are both supporting, um, you know, with, with the kind of nine weeks to go till the end of the season is Luke Johnston, uh, the Just Giving page. You might have seen me mention it last week. Um, essentially, they're trying to raise £150,000 um, to help fund a vaccine uh, which will give a longer life. Luke, Luke is a, a member of the FPL community. Um, he's been on scout streams before. He's a good friend of Gianni's um, as well. Um, he had surgery on a brain tumour um, uh, sort of recently. You know, young guy, young family. Um, there's a link to the donation page in the description below. I know it affected you, this one, Mark. Yeah, really hard. Yeah, it's, it's really hard. I mean, that was um, devastating, really, when you, obviously you don't want to hear that of anyone, but when it's in the FPL community and it's someone we've had contact with as well. Um, yeah, move on, I think. But it's yeah. quite sad. It is yeah. very sad. But there's a link in the description that you can donate to um, and obviously all the donations are appreciated. Uh, they're trying to raise money for this vaccine, but obviously if, if they can't raise the money then the money for that goes on a bucket list for luke as well so yeah which should, be, which should be amazing wouldn't it um for him so and his family so yeah yeah so do donate give whatever um you can uh that's it 100 episodes mark i know um 100 episodes done. Hundred to go. and yeah i it's um it's, it's been a funny season i've got i've got to, i've got to try and claw those 41 points back between now and the end of the season it's not over i mean i i did think i had momentum but you've stolen it back with your um mm. decent score without the wild card as well but it's scary to think that if i hadn't stolen those 20 points back you'd be 20 points behind me yeah <laughs> you know i don't like i don't like this i was like 100 over 100 points yeah i know so i've done well and i've got to pat myself on the back for that but it, and there's still enough game weeks left for me to catch you and like i say you you always not you, you know you're not, not far from a mistake so mm -hmm. you know <laughs> thanks mark <laughs> your blind faith in brighton might yet might be that you'll come up and we'll have to see but um yeah i looking back on this season it's going to be a weird one i think for both of us it's like we've had um We've had our struggles and we might yet steal some respectability from it with ranks. Um, I think we will, but mm. it, I don't think either is going to look back with this on this season and go, oh, that was enjoyable. It's been, um, it, it's been I, a slog. It has been a bit of a slog. I think like both of us have made some mistakes over the season and, and it's going to be interesting to look back on where those mistakes were and try and learn from it. Um, I think that I don't know if this, this is, this is where it's going to be from now on, as in, are we going to see the likes of Trent and Robertson, mm. and Reece James be massive factors again, or is it going to be like this from now on? 
Um, is Haaland going to absolutely dominate season after season? The other heavy hitters really haven't got close to him enough. Right? Salah hasn't quite done enough. De Bruyne hasn't quite done enough. Kane has been consistent without being explosive. Are we going to see this next season or is it going to change? And and the problems, the pricing, we thought when we looked at the pricing, that wasn't right and it might cause a problem the, over the season. I think it has at times. Mm. So I, I think going into the next season, I'd hope that they get the pricing better and and also that there's one or two other heavy hitters that give us more dilemmas and it's not always, you know, perma Haaland captain like it was in the first half of the season. It's been better the second half. I think Rashford stepping up has made that difference. Yeah. Rashford the last the last four to five weeks have been the best weeks mm. of the season by far out of all yeah. 30. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. So, um, yeah, I've got... I've got, I'm trying to remain optimistic, although my ability to kind of focus on FBL is somewhat hampered at the yeah. moment. So well, that's, that's, that's the next, I mean, it's been, it's been great being back with you and, and doing this, this stream, but mm. it's difficult to know how many more we're going to get in between. I know. I mean, I, I don't know how many more I'm going to do before the end of the season. It's really tough for me to get, um, it's, 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 it's the time it takes to prep the show, but also just coming on the show, knowing that you haven't really had enough time to focus on FBL and it's like, it's hard for me to put myself forward as someone who can give advice when I haven't really had that. I mean, I know, I know that I sink hours into thinking about it when I'm not doing research for it. I'm thinking about it and thinking about my options for the team. Whereas at the moment, I can't, I can only really spare those moments on a Friday evening. Um, and we can't do the show on a Friday evening because it's too late really to do that. So I'll probably do a few more scout vids. I think I'm doing tomorrow, but I don't know how many more episodes of black box I can do this season. We'll have to see um, because it's that, family work hobbies triangle and right now fbl is a hobby and it's third on that list and at the moment because work is pulling me one way i have to compensate and spend more time with my family to make up for the time i'm spending at work and then the third one is your hobby and at the moment that one's losing out so it's right it's the right thing to do but it's not great for black box so apologies to people who make comments about me not being on here often enough and and i know that i want to do more but I don't want to come on and not, you know, be at the level I should be, which is someone who is right on it, thinking about FBL five or six days a week, if not researching it five or six days a week. So forgive me if I haven't sounded on it as much tonight, but that's that's because I'm not, to be quite honest. And that's where life is. And sometimes that happens, right? I think if you play FBL, it's become so much more kind of a, an obsession for people hasn't it with so many more content creators and many more people playing it and i think it's reminded me this season about what it has to be in my life at the stage i am with my family and my job that it can't be like it used to be it can't be like so so much uh, a dominating factor i've got to kind of make that trade-off at times and one of those times is now unfortunately so yeah but hopefully i'll be back for a few more episodes before the end of the season Hey, like so many times with you, it's it's often a, a, a trade-off. You know, the, the taming of the Mark Southerns is, is something that I've endured over the last hundred episodes. Um, but you can't argue with that. Obviously, the family and, and work commitments come yeah. first. I'll be here. I'll be plodding on with, um, yeah, I mean, depending on what happens with you. I mean, it'd be ni- it would be nice to get a regular kind of, uh, I guess, you know, a Janny or a Luke or a Andy or whoever's kind of available for it to you know, getting a different guest in each week has its merits because it's quite fun to listen to different opinions and stuff. But yeah, yeah, at the yeah. same time, it's it's also a lot easier to build a 
build chemistry and build a relationship with someone who's willing to do it each week. So um, we'll be in talks if you can't make episodes and I think we're going to discuss off air what's going to happen. Contract negotiations. Contract negotiations. Be. But yeah, obviously the, yeah. The, the two of us is always the uh, the preferred option because 100 episodes, majority of which we've done together. Yeah. Uh, and, it's been and, a good ride. It has. And, and um, you know, I, I, I look forward to a time when I can get back to kind of dedicating a lot of hours to FBL again and um and feel like i can come on here and and be the old self because it's um you know i don't welcome where things are at the moment and nor do my family but is i've got to do um right by by my day job and it's um yeah it, it's it's necessary at the moment but i think that uh i'll be back for sure because fbl means too much for me for me to kill I'm, it I'm, I'm just saying i met a guy a few years ago i was playing golf mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. there was a guy driving a little golf buggy around and he stopped off and he was, he was selling drinks. I bought a drink off him and mm. he said, I'm the happiest I've ever been. And I was like, oh, why is that, mate? And he was like, I used to work at the Shard. I was on like 150 grand a year, hated it, <laughs> packed it all in. Now I drive this golf buggy around. <laughs> That's your future, Mark. <laughs> yeah, well, that'd be nice. I mean, like, you know, it, it's, um, it, it, I, I, um, I did FBL full time and um, it was um, a lot of pressure. And, and, you know, I ended up having to get out of that and people question why I did that. And it, it sometimes be careful what you wish for. I, I found mm -hmm. doing FBL full time really hard, really intense. And um, it made it not fun. Um, whereas, well, I did too. I mean, I was, I yeah. was working, I've, you know, I was at Scout and now I've left and I can, mm -hmm. I can, it wasn't as intense as the role you had with them, obviously, as the kind of owner. But when the hobby becomes a career a job. and a job, yeah. it, it does take some of the fun it does naturally yeah. yeah i think for me while i've been doing black box fbl has been more fun because it's been just a hobby something that i really sink a lot of hours into it's just at the moment i can't do that yet at the moment but i um i want to get back and i will get back and and um yeah i just a word to um fbl merch you sent me these have you seen these on on the internet uh twitter like these these oh, um, i've got yeah i've got, got, got myself some as well yeah Look at that! I grabbed, I grabbed three one k finishes there. Sorry, that was by accident. I didn't mean to. Free, right, free, who can we get into the mark? Oh, hold, on. <laughs> hold on, no, four, four one k finishes. Can't even remember how many. <laughs> but yeah, so that was good because Ross sent me those, and you know I'm feeling low that I can't really spend as much time to FBL at the moment. When he sent me those, I looked at those and I put them out on the table. I went, I've got to get back, and I've got to get back and add to that and it gave me a little little Jeez, bit of it the amount of, the amount of messages i send you one bloody <laughs> gift from merch and you're all nostalgic no, i know but i don't look Honestly. at I don't, I don't look at what i've achieved playing the game very often so when you get that it kind of like maps it out and, you, and i put them all out and i went blimey yeah i've done all right in the past i mean years gone back in the day i but hate this it you, makes me think as, that as you've got right. your poker chips out and all one k one k one k I am good at this game. Maybe I should. Well, it, <laughs> it makes you think. Well, I don't want to. I don't want to like um, drift away from the game. I want to. If anything, I want to renew that passion mm. I had for it back then. So um, I might not be able to do it right now, but it, it, it will come back, and I'll be back, and I'll be trying a challenge for a big finish. Well, we're at the at the hundred club, but it doesn't mean we're not going to get the two hundred club. No. No, very much so. We're we're going to try and 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 one year, one of us is going to be. Eventually, I I do believe one of us is going to be in like the top one hundred with a few weeks to go and pushing. Hopefully, that'll be great, wouldn't it? So. I should I should have been me last season. 
<laughs> I really did mess uh, that up towards the yeah. end. Such a shame. Could have been. Could have been. Yeah. yeah. Maybe next season. Yeah. yeah. We'll have to see. Yeah. Good. Right. Well, we will call it there. Um, I, yeah, I've had a bottle of Prosecco. I, I feel all right, to be fair. I feel Do awesome. you? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> one toilet break, one bottle of Prosecco. One toilet one break. Bad. Yeah. I, haven't, I, haven't, I think I've only, I, I rarely have a toilet break. Last time I had a toilet break was uh, Trent's goal. <laughs> no, no, you've done a few. I have. Your, your memory's gone. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah. Anyway, I uh, hopefully will see you before the end of the season. Um, I'm going to try. and uh, But uh, if I'm not here next week, the week after, the week after that, I'm sure you'll have someone marvellous on here with yep. you. And we'll thanks see. for taking over. And to the listener and the viewer, I hope to see you soon. Yep. Um, I'll be back next week with with someone. <laughs> and I look forward to all the Wesmark <laughs> comments, which uh, we tend to get. <laughs> yeah. Cheers, everyone. See you next Good week. Podcast Network.